0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the random show with I, your host, Agostino Zinger, and I hope you are doing well. Wherever this random show may find you, I hope you are doing swimmingly. How am I? All good all things considered, I cannot lie, all good all things considered. This is a random little flash one. I should have done this a bit earlier but you know I've been busy with loads of things but I thought I'd quickly jump on here and get some things off my chest and obviously, obviously provide you guys with some of the news that you know me well for for those of you that are going to be joining later on in the chat make sure that you are smashing the like button down below that'd be greatly appreciated and all that malarkey is all there for you if you enjoy the show and i earn your like then make sure you do that before you leave at any time during the show because i'm not expecting everybody to stay here forever and ever because i know we all have lives in it i know we all have lives um quick one before i begin I went out to the flipping store earlier on and did a bit of grocery shopping, which ended up having costed me like, you know, in the silly amount because the world is what it is. Everyone kind of knows what's going on with groceries these days, but I decided to just do what I don't normally do and grab something that wasn't on my list. I'm usually quite methodical with the things I know I want to buy i kind of want to be in and out i don't like hanging around fucking suit super- i know some people like to peruse supermarkets and hang around and see what's there and just you know just check out what's in every aisle and whatnot me personally i have my list i just attack it from the top to the bottom cross the shit off if something's missing i just take that as a sign i'm meant- not meant to have it i just keep it going You know what i mean i don't even try to look for alternatives sometimes if the one thing that i actually want isn't there i just you know skip and just continue on well, today was a bit of a freak event because I just grabbed something spontaneously, right? That kind of called out to me. I was walking down the, I think the cheese aisle or something, and I saw this lovely little bottle of fermented beet fruit juice, right? You see this? Fermented beet fruit juice. I saw this on the shelf. I thought, you know what? This looks really good. I don't know why, but I wanted something refreshing, wanted something semi-healthy. And I thought, you know what? This will be something I could just drink on the way home after a good, you know, um, supermarket sweep. As most of you will know, going to the supermarket can be very stressful, very hard on your joints and can, you know break your back so sometimes giving yourself a little refresher and a little treat at the end is a nice way to cap off you kind of traversing through those kind of hellish aisles to grab your groceries i bought the flipping fruit juice i came home forgot to drink on the way back because it was fucking raining so i just rushed back home then i tried to pop it open to drink and when i gulped it i was shocked to discover that it's actually beetroot juice <laughs> it's, like it's actually fermented fruit juice you know I was shocked to discover that what it actually says on the label is what it actually is. It's actually fermented beetroot juice. So it wasn't what I thought it was. I thought it would be some like sugary beetroot juice type of thing. But it's actually just beetroot been fermented into a juice, right? So it tastes kind of gnarly. So now I'm not really drinking it, but I'm also thinking what I can do with it. And I'm probably going to just chuck it in a shake when I make one of my green juices. It's probably going to turn it fucking purple or something, but... I'm going to just, or maybe I'll turn it brown or something. I don't know what it does when you put green. Yeah, probably I'll turn it brown. But either way, I'm going to chuck it into one of my shakes when I do make it just to kind of give it a little bit of a pep and to kind of squeeze all that natural, you know, fermented beetroot nonsense out of it. But yeah, I bought it thinking it was a nice tasty drink. And when I gulped it, it was fucking disgusting. Or maybe, maybe I'm meant to actually drink this. This is what it is maybe it's so disgusting because it's actual beetroot juice and it's not been touched with any sugars because if i read on the side even though it's fucking in polish i think is it pol- Yeah, it's a polish specialities even as a polish beverage it does say here on the label 100 natural nego oh that sounds a bit racist isn't it right it says natural in polish is natural nego <laughs> okay cool it's, it's like it's just how it's written it's written like natural natural as in n-a-t-u-r-a-l and then nego at the end natural nego <laughs> big up my polish man with their fucking built-in racism i love it <laughs> but yeah so maybe i'm gonna have to just drink this as it is straight no chaser to the fucking face and then i'll be where i need to be but either way beetroot fermented beetroot juice flipping um drink didn't work the way I thought it was gonna work, you know what I mean? But what can we do? You know, we we live and die by these decisions and um it is what it is. <laughs> dig juice yeah Imagine natural dig juice I don't need any rhinos I just take a couple of Swigs of fermented beetroot juice And I'm going all day long I mean I'll be fucking Brian Callen out there If I drink this shit mate I'll be fucking Brian Callen tackling anything in sight You get me Um. Anyway so as we can run on to this yeah big up Austin Casey for, thank you for joining Us it's not going to be super long just a couple Of hours because I've got a jet off Um, But I thought I'd just quickly jump on here And update you on a couple of things I'm Dylan Bees. There's a whiskey in Japan called Black Nigger. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. I know about Black Nigger. Make sure you only use a K in the chat, mate. I don't want you to get fucking um, shadow banned. <laughs> Be careful writing that 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 name in my chat. Yeah, you know I mean, the, um, Mama Susan or whoever replaced Mama Susan might come in and gave you give you the fucking shadow ban of your fucking life. But yeah, I'm I'm very aware of the Nicker brand. Um, I was told that quite often. When I was getting into my whiskeys, I had a little whiskey phase and a lot of people were coming up to me saying, oh, you do know there's a Japanese whiskey. It's like, yeah, I know. It's really expensive as well. So, okay, I get it. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, moving on quickly get through this topic. So number one thing to talk about, right? I was watching a little bit of the XQC and Ethan Klein debate and it was a lot to get through. It was a lot to get through, right? It was a lot to get through, I'm not going to lie. It was difficult to get through it. But the interesting thing about the SQC and Ethan Klein debate has been all the things that's happened before. Because I wasn't aware, I don't know if you guys are aware, but I wasn't aware that the reaction... I wasn't aware, number one, that XQT was a reaction channel guy. I thought he just live-streamed. I guess he does do the same thing. He does probably live-streaming and reactions. But obviously, reactions are things that can kind of get you quite viral and get you quite famous. But I wasn't aware that these reaction channels, some of them, are just doing this thing where like, they'll react to somebody's amazing video that they spend a lot of time doing. They'll then copy the title of the video and sometimes use the same thumbnail and then put that up on fucking on YouTube. And sometimes if you're the biggest streamer, you end up stealing, quote unquote, the views of the person's video, especially if you do it so soon after they publish, right? Sometimes it's within the hour. But first of the most thing that kind of worried me or was surprised about was just the fact that they copied the titles and the thumbnails and just kind of download them and just put their face over them and just kind of re-upload it. I was like, fuck, man, these guys are making millions doing the fucking bare minimum. Then I thought, then obviously when XQC came on, to speak to Ethan Klein, I was very taken aback by like how dumb he is not like in a bad way. Like not everyone's blessed with fucking intelligence and smarts and whatever it may be. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I was very surprised about how, like how dumb he is comprehension wise, like the way he kind of gets to the way he forms his arguments, um, the things he thinks about when he, when he gets, you know, all the responses he gives when he's backed into a corner. Um, It was just very startling to see. I was like, fuck, dude, like you're one, you're meant to be one of the top dudes in this space and you're legitimately like dumb, dumb. And then of course, one of the standout clips of the video of the fucking um, interview they did, I think it was like a few hours long. I forgot how long it is exactly, but it's on H 3s channel at the moment. You can check it out if you want the debate between XQC and Ethan Klein. The really interesting thing about him was this little scene. When Nathan Klein basically, you know, challenged, you know, I don't know, it just says something to him and he just responds in a weird way. But I thought this scene kind of encapsulates just how much of a car crash that whole entire um, debate or interview was, was in the end. No one really got any conclusions, no resolutions were found, it was just absolute horror show. This clip here is fucking incredible.
1: People would rather watch me full screen cam do the fucking worm do than, that. Watch prime, Bro, than watch your do prime Do for content. a week.
2: Do a week of no reaction content and see how many fucking views you get. Oh, he's crying in the corner. He. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, that's content, man. It's a re- oh, it's that, original content a at least. Like yes, it? do that, bro. Like do. It? A, that sick, dude. Yes. dude, do it you love
1: it, man. Bro. This is the most
2: funny yes, in the great.
1: past fucking four
0: years, it's, bitch. It's awesome. Do. A- People would rat- so you saw that right? Very very interesting. Number one. The way that he does the worm, I've never in my life seen anybody do a worm like that. In my life. I've never seen anybody in my entire life when, when, when they say, oh, I'm going to go do the worm, because usually it's something that you see people bust out at fucking house parties when everyone's drunk and shit. I don't think I've ever seen somebody in my entire life do a worm like that, where he's basically splayed out on the floor, flat, then he brings his knees like towards his chest, and then kind of moves his way forward that way. Like, don't get me wrong. Anatomically, he probably looks more like a worm the way he's doing it now. But it's such a 40 strange way of doing the worm. Like he literally has his face on the ground and his ass up like he's like he's ready to get fucking drilled. It's it's like insane the way his fucking worm, his fucking brain works. He legitimately may have worms in his actual brain way he's able to process that information. It was pretty startling to see that this is how this guy's brain fucking works like i just i've got um i've only got used to his fucking voice and the way he speaks right and his accent and whatever it may be and that kind of like you know machine gun fire way that he speaks only recently and that's taken me a lot of time kind of you know i guess over time if you watch enough of his content you can kind of get what he's saying but apart from that god almighty mate like the guy is legitimately redacted, but he's also incredibly, incredibly fortunate that he's able to make a ridiculous living doing the bare minimum, wages, just basically reacts to people's content, doesn't actually provide much commentary. Again, that's the other thing too, to say to this world that I was startled by. I didn't know this was a thing. These guys take pride in the fact that they don't actually add much commentary to their, to their reactions. Sometimes you'll stand up mid-commentary and go to the toilet for like 10 minutes and then come back as a video still playing and then that'll be uploaded as a fucking thing without any other clips taken out and i was watching it thinking to myself fuck man this is now i kind of understand why people get annoyed at like some people when you know people like this you know then start arguing about hard work and about how hard they work and how hard their life is and all this malarkey when it's like the average person will probably never ever get the opportunity to make what xqc makes streaming cool that's all well and good but it's the fact that he doesn't recognize how lucky he is and isn't you know out here kind of and it's kind of out here maybe maybe shoving in people's faces the fact that he doesn't does the bare minimum and is okay with it because at the end of the day his fans are the ones that are maybe more to blame than him because he's just providing the content and if they want to watch it they want to watch it but if they if there's an audience for it then he's obviously going to keep making it so maybe his fans should be held more to an account than him But it's just the attitude around it that's a bit startling. And it's a really interesting thing dynamic-wise to see them two talking because a part of me wonders, is it very difficult not to be jealous of somebody like an XQC if you're Ethan? Ethan has been involved in the culture wars, cancel culture. He's been involved in, you know, YouTube drama, beef in general. Um, He's constantly putting himself and his staff on the line with his fucking crazy, horrible hot takes um you know getting sponsors kind of pulling out of the show all this stuff is done because he has a point of view right because he actually has um a perspective on the world however ill-informed he might be however redacted you might think he may be he has an actual opinion right and because he has an opinion <laughs> he's constantly kind of you know dodging you know fucking landmines everywhere and, you know, because he kind of has some level of intelligence in that regard, it's kind of, you know, it's sort of like a bit of a prison when you're that, I guess, woke or aware. You kind of always want to share your thoughts and you always kind of feel like you can change the world with your ideas and your fucking live streams and podcasts, which is fucking ridiculous. But still, you feel that way. But then XQC kind of knows exactly what he is. He knows his niche. He knows his audience. He knows what he does well. And he just lays in on it now it's it's pretty horrible the content it's not the greatest he doesn't you know he's not the most enjoyable person to listen to with his the way his voice inflection works and whatever it may be and the content isn't that great but people love it and they lap it up so I wonder if you're an Ethan Klein will that make you feel jealous would that make you feel a bit of envy are you pissed off is it just the game is the game like how how does that make people feel because having seen some of these reactionary channels out there i'm thinking to myself, fucking hell i've been doing everything wrong these days mate these guys like him the sniper wolves and shit they literally just sit there and do the bit they don't even talk that much they might say oh my god or like you know make some faces and shit for the thumbnails but they hardly add anything to these videos and they just re-upload them it's legitimately one of the most insane things i've seen in terms of a little micro economy but yeah the debate itself was a fucking waste of time If you want to watch it for just the entertainment and the lows in the background, it's good to watch. But God almighty, man, it was really, really, really surprising to see how dumb XQC was. Because I guess from my opinion, I think if I was him and I did the stuff that he did, I guess I'd have a couple arguments in my back pocket. Like a couple, like even though I know what I'm doing is like technically bad, I would have some reasons... That I would, I'd have some, you know, I'd have some rationale behind my decisions, right? I'd have some um opinions on how I think what I'm doing isn't that bad. That's what I would actually try and do. But he didn't have any. He didn't really have any. He didn't really provide any any bit of pushback. He kind of crumbled, then started to go to you know insults and talking about money. Whatever, guys, especially guys. I think it's probably the same with women. Maybe with looks. When do start to mention money, you know, they lost the argument. So he started mentioning money and shit. That obviously well, lost the plot, but. It's hard as well because I do get some sympathy for XQC because with Ethan Klein, he looks like like on paper, he, he's not obviously, but he looks like such a keyboard warrior, right? He looks like such a, like an incel keyboard warrior, the way he looks with a neck beard and the fact that he's fat, even though he's lost a lot of weight, he's got that look about him. It's hard if you're debating him to take him seriously as a dude because you just want to slap him right? That's your instant reaction. You just want to punch him in the face. But unfortunately, with somebody like Ethan, you actually need to debate him properly. Like, you actually actually need to, you know, uh, restrain from using any fucking crazy swear words, restrain from any kind of, any crazy insults, and just actually attack the merits of his points, or the merits of his arguments. Um, And that way, maybe you can win. But I understand if you're an XQC, looking across on the screen and seeing somebody like an Ethan trying to sun you, trying to basically talk down on you trying to make you look dumb and you obviously obliging and make yourself look even worse it's very difficult to kind of you know um take a deep breath and just approach it in a somewhat you know well-adjusted manner whatever it may be but I thought Ethan Klein did a good job personally um, he does usually sometimes get emotional in these debates by thought he tore xqc apart with fucking ease <laughs> i don't think it was much of a challenge and um yeah man it got even embarrassing when hila claim came onto the stream as well that got even more embarrassing because essentially you had a complete you know contrast of streamers and personalities one guy who's kind of okay being the place being the position that he's kind of in built a bit of a legacy is obviously got a growing family working with his friends and then you got XQC there kind of on his own in this big mansion, you know, just recently divorced, um, you know, <laughs> trying to argue why him making reactionary channels, reactionary clips of people's hard work on YouTube and putting them up with the same thumbnails and titles is somehow good work. So it was a strange interview. It made me laugh. I cringed. I, I, I baffed, But in the end, the content was fucking golden. But yeah, that that worm was one of the weirdest worms I've seen in my entire life. I've never, I honestly, in all the years I've been on this earth, I've never ever seen somebody do a worm like this
2: in my life. I've never seen it.
1: Do a week of no reaction content and see how many fucking views
2: you get. Oh, he's crying in the corner. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, that's content, man. It's a or, it's original content at least yes do that bro do do that. and then he grab
0: grab these balls
2: oh look at that
0: bad boy grab these balls bad boy xqc grabbing these balls and what people saying in the chat xqc taps into a way bigger international network i think that's why he has so many oh that's true good point why well, did i not think about it Uche so smart i don't know why i didn't think about that. that's very true because he's what is he? he's canadian right or whatever right and then i'm, I'm assuming um, because of the Canadian connection with it being French, that's probably intentional But yeah, in general, that makes a lot of sense why why he probably types into that. Um, they probably start off taking uh, it seriously, then they get lazy when they make it. Yeah, for sure, Z. No, that is a aspect of it of also that I just I just didn't know that that was that that existed. I just for me, it's just the idea of reacting to somebody's fucking video, but then just grabbing the fucking title and using the same thumbnail. Like, that is fucking wild. That's not even, I don't know. That wouldn't be something I'd even consider doing. Like, why would I just copy the title? Why not rename it something else so somebody else can find you? I don't know. It's a strange thing to do, but I guess it makes sense then because whenever I have looked at things online, if you're ever looking for something viral, you'd always see like a list of reactionary channels first. So I guess it does work for the algorithm. So I guess they know what they're kind of doing. I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, I don't hate H3, but their community is such a virtue signaling echo chamber. It's hard not to be put off sometimes. Yeah, to be fair, the H3 thing, I, f- I don't know. Maybe he's a bit spineless. Like I, I find him to be a bit of a spineless guy, but again, not his fault. It kind of is what it is. Um, Personally, I don't think he's the most... um well-intentioned guy in the world don't get me wrong he probably does have some good traits of buying, him but i don't know it's just never been for me really um i used to tune into h3 here and there at the beginning when they did their podcast but then after a while i just kind of got put off by it you know it's just not for me really that kind of humor their perspective on the world it's just not something that i kind of agree with in the slightest i just kind of keep it moving but there are some clips i see of him online which i'd like but if anything the, the thing that i like the best about healing the healing um i've mixed the fucking names together the thing i like the best about ethan is just his willingness to fucking just say what he wants to say and at the risk of le- legitimately risking everybody's jobs you know what i mean because he just says some crazy shit puts everybody job in jeopardy but he doesn't care and I think the reason why he does that is because he looks after people. I think behind the scenes, he actually has made some promises to people probably direct and said, hey, if I have to pay you out of my own fucking pocket, I will. Don't worry about the sponsors type of thing. So I think that it's commendable that he does that, to be fair. And it makes for a fun show because it's a rollercoaster. You don't know what's going to go on. Do you know what I mean? Um. Anyway, um, let's continue now. Let's go here and say this. Next thing to say, oh, um, brother man brother 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 really is that true Ted you said all these employees are over 100k salary that's really good then I guess I keep saying is it true I'm shocked because obviously you know LA London but I'm assuming 100k it although it's a lot might not be a lot in LA right maybe that's probably the reason why so maybe 100k is a good starting base because it gives everybody opportunity to kind of you know get some you know have a good quality of life but I guess 100,000 probably isn't the same 100,000 I'd be in the UK because if I was on 100,000 pounds here in the UK I'd be balling I'd I'd be balling I'd have a separate student and all sorts of stuff do you know what I mean and there'll be and there'll be money left over to fucking look after a fucking uh like a doberman <laughs> or a chihuahua <laughs> but yeah anyway let's continue um brother man they gave my boy Tory Lanez 10 years man they gave my boy Tory a 10 stack a fucking 10 stack I'm pretty shocked I'm not gonna lie I probably shouldn't be if you do kind of like take a step back and analyze things they did make it very clear that they wanted to make an example out Tory Lanez um the fact that you know even if you don't believe he did it and you think it's all lies and shit on paper he did shoot a fucking black woman in 2023 and onwards it's just not going to run, especially in a place like LA, especially with her being super high profile. It was always going to end one way. Um, So it's not too surprising that he did get jail time, obviously, sorry, prison time. It's just surprising the number. I thought he would have got, I was thinking he would have got like five, five or six is what I was thinking. Then with time served, he would have probably did four years, you know? Like that was what I was thinking he'd probably end up getting. But 10 years for shooting not directly into somebody's foot, but around their foot, is fucking crazy for me. Like, that doesn't make any sense, especially when you think about the, the the amount of years people get for killing somebody while they're fucking driving drunk, right? DUI, fucking whatever it may be. And it's I think it's called vehicular villic- fucking um, manslaughter or whatever it may be, or murder. And they don't get as much time. So that's crazy. So 10 years is a bit wild for me in that regard. But hey, it kind of is what it is. And I guess in some case, it does put... A little bit of closure on the whole series of events that happened, right? We now know that it's kind of all done. It's all kind of over. There's not much more to kind of go on in this, and we kind of have to move on. But I don't know. I I've, I'm I'm curious to see what happens going forward because I I read some other bits and pieces online about the whole case, and I saw that Megan Thee stallion sent a letter to the judge because she didn't want to appear there and give a statement, so she sent a letter that was read out by her lawyer and in the letter bro like you could feel the hate that she has for fucking Tory in that letter you could feel how much she dislikes this man like she fucking hates him and the contrast is odd because Tory then got a chance to speak in court and he was saying that how he still thinks Megan's his friend like legit, he was still saying in court as he was, you know, before his sentence got read, he was saying, Yeah, he still counts Megan as a friend. He regrets everything that he did. Um on the night he didn't basically admit he'd shot her, but he just basically said he regrets the events that led up to it. He shouldn't have said what he said in terms of revealing the secrets that like he was smashing both Megan and Kelsey at the time. But he essentially still was you know, he spoke with some sort of like love in his heart for fucking Megan Thee Stallion. But then when Megan writ the letter to the judge, bro, she was basically sounded like, hey I want this guy to get the fucking most sentence possible because he has not... I think the, the, the line that was used in her letter to a judge was that Megan said she hasn't had a day of peace since that event happened. Um, and it's fucking crazy because even to this day, we don't know what actually occurred because there's, there was no DNA of Tories on the gun. Kelsey took that plea deal. Um, loads of other messed up for Gazi shit happened. We don't actually know who actually shot fucking Megan. And even the shot Megan thing, we don't actually know if she actually got that shot directly in the foot because it said there was fragments of stuff in her foot, but not frag- bullet fragments, all this sort of madness stuff. It was, it's kind of inconclusive to this day. Obviously, we know they were all there, Kelsey, Tori and Megan, but to this day, we don't know. So the fact that he got sentenced to 10 years for a crime that a lot of people can't actually agree on who did it is a bit wild. We all know that Megan was a victim in in this case. But the fact that we don't know who did it is the thing that's really kind of boggling my mind in terms of it getting to a point where he has to serve 10 years for it. It's fucking insane. But it should be, I feel like, a warning and a heads up to all men out there, especially men, when dealing with women. You just have to keep your composure at all times. Because one mistake, one horny like crazy night where you know his world was just on fire right just imagine Tory you know um quarantine radio time his star is never brighter he's now in rooms that he probably was never in before he now suddenly ends up at Kylie Jenner's house Kylie Jenner's giving him the giving him the eyes in the pool at the same time he does, you know. No one else knows in the house that he's smashing both Megan and her friend Kelsey. Even her friends don't know he's fucking sh- sh- smashing Megan and Kelsey. And in that moment, he feels that like he can do everything. He thought he could probably pull Kay- Kylie too in the pool. That then pisses off Megan, who then you know decides to storm off, and that then leads them all to leave the house together. And then that's what then leads to the shooting. But I think for as much blame as some people who love Tori are putting on Megan, I still think the responsibility laid at the feet of tory if tory just would have kept his composure and just chilled and enjoyed the kickback that they had at kylie's house for what it was had some drinks drunk some 1942 had a couple of tacos and shit busted some jokes got some pictures off for the gram he would have been a fuck he would have gone down being a king because those pictures would have hit the internet of little tory in between megan kylie and kelsey and he would look like a fucking king he did too much he did too much and in the end he paid the ultimate price don't get me wrong does anybody you know should men go to prison for 10 years for being horny probably not right but i feel like being too horny is what led him to this position in my opinion and then when it got to a point of them doing the back and forths and you know you can't tell anybody how to feel if they get disrespected. So I feel like Megan felt like Tori was antagonizing her online, even though I think they were both as bad as each other. They were both kind of going back and forth on social media because no, you know, no one wants to be looked at as a fucking woman shooter, right? That no one wants to do that in in, in any way, shape or form, especially a dude, but no woman also wants to be called a liar because Megan was getting it. So I feel I I, I sympathize with Megan because she was fucking fucking abused online um Tory was getting abused online so they both tried to kind of play out in a court cool public opinion but it looks like judging from what the judge also said because I feel like some comments have been attributed to the judge he said something at the end like Tory's lack of remorse and the fact that he was going back and forth with Megan online or in the words I think of the judge he said antagonizing her is what led to the harsher sentence like he showed no remorse but you know if you're Tory support you're like how can he show remorse if he didn't do the crime? You know, it's like he didn't do it. It's like how can he be remorseful or something he didn't do? But in general, they all—they both did too much, and in the end, it cost them both a lot of time. Because I'm still not too sure. I heard academics speak about it. He said, "Oh, it's not over for, for Megan." I don't think it's actually green for Megan either. It's not all shun- sunshine and rainbows either for her. Because I feel like this—this this isn't gonna—this cloud isn't gonna leave her anytime soon in the same way that the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna thing is never going to go away from them as part of their history until the day that they die, I think this is probably going to be far worse for both parties included. I think they're both not going to be able to shake this dark cloud over them. Um, the fact that they had to kind of, you know, go through this fucking whole affair. So even though Megan got the outcome that she wanted, I don't think it's actually going to be all Shunside and Rabus for a career I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to still have a lot of questions And it's still going to be one of those things it's going to be lingering on top Unless she obviously comes out with music that's completely undeniable People are going to just shut up and move on But it's just going to be a topic of conversation forever And ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, and ever. So you know It kind of is what it is 10 years for Tory is fucking nuts to be fair Like I said Even if you think he's guilty I think 10 years for You know Whatever, he, whatever happened there is just nuts but it kind of is what it is. And he has a hell of a fight on his hands now. Um, I think his lawyers are going to put in an appeal. But again, sometimes, I don't know, maybe he's going to have a sleep and think to himself, you know what, do I do I want to go through this whole drama again, drag my family through court, spend loads of money, um, all this, uh, like pick my life apart to go through the trial or just take my time like a man and just sit it down and kind of go there. Who knows? Um, and then again, as a fan of music and as a fan of chaos, I'm also eager to see how Megan navigates her career now. Like, what do you do now? Do you just like drop music and act like it never happened? Do you do one final public interview and kind of answer all the lingering questions and go from there? What do you actually do? You know, what's an actual next step? Because I think it's very telling that there hasn't been a lot of celebrities out there kind of clamoring to say congratulations to her. You know what I mean? i think it's very telling because i think a lot of them probably are you know don't really know what happened or some of them believe tory didn't do it like i think it's very telling so far because the industry is full of fucking spineless fake people who just kind of go with the wind and also kind of protect their own interests. but i feel like the the lack of people who have come out you know in support of megan is very very telling in my opinion very very telling so let's see what happens let's see what goes on what are you guys saying in the chat about this whole subject um let me quickly scroll up and see what you're saying 10 years is crazy yeah i agree at least he can grow taller in prison. Ted, you you're a fucking animal. Um, Jordan Ray says, Tory's sketch is hilarious. He doesn't even look like him. Yeah, exactly. Um, a day of peace from what? Is exactly seven 730? Um, How would the jury find him guilty with no evidence? Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's your American legal system. I think it's probably the same in the UK. It's just, um, what you call it? I guess they had to come to a conclusion as who was most likely, who most likely did it. And I guess they said most likely it was fucking Tory because they couldn't convict Kelsey. Because Kelsey, the other girl that was there, she pulled us, she actually is the smartest person out of this whole thing. Like, no one kind of knew, and everyone kind of discounted her and kind of underestimated her. But she somehow managed to, you know, negotiate a plea deal for herself, which basically gave her immunity from prosecution. And she was able to give evidence, go on the stand, but also she wasn't liable to be prosecuted for the shooting which was fucking incredible. So she got away with it completely scot-free. So big up, Kelsey, for pulling that fast one. Scott, Cas- um, sorry, Stephen Castaneda says, happened after a party at Kylie Jenner's house, but she never had to testify. Exactly, yeah, yeah. To be fair, she never testified because it was just the location of the house. I don't think the party played any part in what happened in the car. Even though it resulted in them leaving, you know, it didn't play a part. The funny story about that Kylie thing, if you don't know, the actual, the kind of on-the-ground goss, if you guys don't know, is that What happened is that, obviously, as I mentioned before, the part of the story of um, Kylie giving Tori some flirtatious looks in in the pool, but the story is basically something along the lines of, um, who invited who? It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter details. Somehow, they will end up, no, sorry. Megan, yeah, so uh, big up Stingu, thank you for a super chat can we trade bob before tory <laughs> yeah exactly hello <laughs> thank you stingy for the super chat i appreciate you hey uh to be fair i wouldn't wish prison on fucking brendan he's a redact and he puts out bad comedy specials and you know he's a bit of a douche but i wouldn't wish prison on him at all nowhere shape or form um but going back to this thing, what happened actually was that was really funny was that i'm pretty sure the story goes megan and kelsey were at the party with kylie themselves two girls right then later on down the line Megan then invites Tori to come and join her and Kelsey and Kylie at Kylie's house. Tori arrives, and I think when Tori arrives, um, Kelsey, the other girl that he's fucking behind Megan's back, they're two best friends, but they don't know they're both by fucking Tori. She's a bit drunk and she's sleeping, she goes to sleep. <clears throat> so then it ends up being just like Tori and Megan and Kylie in the room or in a pool somewhere hanging out. And I guess in that instance is where they start being flirty. But then in that instance is also when Megan and Kylie have some sort of friction. I think they said it was about food or something. Something happened where Megan and Kylie had some sort of friction. Then Kelsey joins in and kind of, you know, she's the one that kind of gets Kylie likes the most. And then they kind of get back to being cool. Then they get into an argument because I guess Megan sees Kylie and Tori flirting. She storms out and gets angry and they get into some sort of argument. Kylie's like, look, I don't want none of that fucking ratchetness in my house you have to you all have to leave and then they all leave that's kind of what it's actually happened so the tory thing is way sadder because he wasn't even he wasn't actually there like he got invited there by the girls and then one of the girls end up you know he ends up getting into a tete-a-tete with and then for some reason i don't know why he did that i think this is another reason why i don't agree with boys or men being in women's business i feel like men should stay out women's business in you know as much as you can as possible like, stay at women's business. Try and be a gentleman when you're dating women as much as much as much as you can. Try and be a gentleman. Uh, treat women with respect. Take them out on dates. Um, if it's a one time and if it's one time and done, make it an enjoyable experience. Because clearly, we've seen if you do piss off a woman, she can legitimately ruin your life, like for real, for real. And I think, that like, for the most part, there's a lot of guys out there that also play into like, that. Like the danger of having a woman, kind of like you know, that's hating them and wishes bad on them and i don't want that kind of energy out there i wouldn't want that and i feel like personally tory did a bit too much when he then got in a car and then they go into an argument and for some reason he thought it was it was a smart decision or smart tactic to air out everyone's business and say oh you don't even know that i'm fucking your friend he he's in the car and then that caused the argument and the fight between kelsey and megan and stallion which then led to a shooting um because i think some people are hypothesizing that megan obviously because she's fucking huge right she was beating up Kelsey really bad. She kind of ripped her chain, punched her in the face and shit a few times. And then Kelsey was obviously losing the fight and then she got frustrated losing the fight and she ran over to the front of the car to grab the gun. But that's where Tori was sitting. And then her and Tori, Kelsey and Tori going into a scuffle with the gun and that's when the gun went off. That's what people say is was what happened. So it wasn't like Tori actually got the gun and shot Megan. It was more so Kelsey grabbed the gun to go and shoot Megan because Megan was, fucking her up but obviously because tory cares for megan he didn't want kelsey to shoot her so he was wrestling with a gun and the gun accidentally went off that's what they're saying but again i'm i'm a guy who believes in you know um what's that thing called um radical fucking personal responsibility if that is a term and i'm always going to be someone that's going to say hey if i was if i have an ability to control a situation within my power i'm going to do so and i feel like tory just relinquish that control because his dick was hard um that's what happened basically in my opinion i think when you roll when you kind of get down to the bare crux of it he was too horny and he paid the ultimate price of being too horny the ultimate fucking price so yeah um let's see how it goes moving on from that one quickly we're gonna talk about this regarding um barstool sports this is pretty interesting news just broke now on twitter it looks like dave's Dave Portnoy has got Barstool Sports back under his control. He got it back completely from Penn Entertainment, as you say here. Penn Entertainment sells Barstool Sports back to founder Dave Portnoy. This is a big deal because obviously recently that Mitzi guy got fired um, for dropping the N-bomb while live on stream doing his show. So obviously he quickly rehired him. But I'm also surprised because I got the feeling for a while that dave Porter was kind of like overdoing business and shit he kind of was talking a lot about you know recently he went on a massive like world tour i feel like he's in italy he was doing loads of interviews with people where he was talking about how he's kind of happy he doesn't have to do the whole day-to-day being in the office and stuff so i'm surprised he now has decided to take back full control to be honest It kind of feels like it came out of the blue, but maybe him going on the world tour and kind of enjoying himself these last few months has been an indication that he was always going to get back into the fray because maybe now he's thinking, hey, I'm going to double down and actually get back to work, so I need to have a break now because I'm not going to have a break in a long time. Who knows? Anyway, let's read the article. It says, Dave Portnoy, the outspoken founder of Barstool Sports, is once again the owner of his media brand after buying it back from Penn Entertainment. The value of the deal, which was announced on Tuesday, was not immediately known. Barstool Sports was valued at $606 million in February when Penn bought the rest of the company it didn't already own. Penn became minority owner in 2020. So they bought the whole company in full in Feb and then gave it back to him already in fucking September. So in August. What fucking happened? This seems strange, isn't it? Um, Portnoy, who founded Barstool Sports in 2003, said in a post on Tuesday that Penn and Barstool had gone their separate ways and Penn said the that the the deinvesture was a completed in exchange for a non-compete and other restrictive covenant. So basically he didn't have to pay any money basically it looks like. Just a clause of a non compete and other restrictive confidence call. Penn sold Bastel Sports at a time that announced an online sports deal with Disney um owned by ESPN. Oh this might be the reason then that that disclosure sent Penn shares up more than fifty percent. So maybe Penn were signing this yeah that makes more sense. Penn sold Basel Sports same time they announced a deal. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's probably why they sold it. This deal they're doing with Disney. That disclosure the the, Penn will have the right to 50% of the gross proceeds of the... uh, in the event Portnoy sells on monetizes Barcelona, the release said, and I guess that's probably why he said in the in the press release or in the emergency press thing he did that he's never going to sell Barcelona Sports now. Now that he owns it, is in his control. He's never ever going to sell it. And if it does need to, you know, if he does pass away, when he passes away, he's going to give it to one of the other guys that founded Barcelona Sports with him or one of the early guys. But he's never going to sell it. So in will just see how it goes on i want to see what happens going forward um is he going to double down with the podcasting content are they going to double down more on just do sports are they going to branch out to other fields like i'm eager to see what happens going forward now with basketball sports um but yeah cool to see Dave Porno you know, back in control of the company 100 percent um so let's see what they do from now on going forward uh moving on from that let's get into all the brendan shit because i can't stay too long let's get into brendan shit um what are you guys saying in the chat here um which is saying if kelsey had immunity couldn't she have said she did it and not gone in trouble and what was Corey's? and that was Corey off the hook yeah i think some people were saying that i think that's why some people who are tory fans because i follow i follow everybody on social especially on twitter i love to do that to kind of get both sides of the story but i think a lot of the tory fan base are saying the same thing like she could have got because i think if i'm not mistaken kelsey was pregnant at the time no was pregnant at the time the whole trial was going on, so you can understand her being a new mum she didn't want to go to prison right? I understand that, so she did what she had to do to protect her family. I think everyone would kind of do that cool, but I think some people are arguing that she could have done that, but also still exonerated Tori at some respect or helped him out and she didn't I think she gave the, she gave Tori's camp the impression that she was going to do it i don 't think anybody knew she had immunity, and then when she got in the stand, she kind of pulled a bit of a a, a bit of a uno. Do you know what I mean? A bit of a reverse. Uno, sorry. And then everyone was kind of shocked when it happened. So, um, you know, in that respect, she was kind of smart, but I guess it kind of is what it is, isn't it? I still put the responsibility on Tory, man. If you just would have chilled out, had a glass of water. I know, you know, I can un- I can understand as a dude how fucking incredible that experience must have been. Knowing in the back of your head that you're smashing both of these women, right? What Megan, one of the most desirable women in hip hop. Kelsey, she was a close second because she was always hanging around Megan at the time. They were kind of known, you know, around fucking social media wearing the same fucking, you know, style bikini and shit and looking fabulous on IG. Then turning up to Kylie's and she's giving you the fucking fuck me eyes. Like, I can understand how most guys would kind of shake at the knees at that. But I just think you have to kind of, you know, judge your risks accordingly. There was just too many landmarks. He was he was never gonna be in a position where he was gonna fuck Kylie anyway. Especially that night. Because, you know, there was just too many people to kind of navigate against, right? like kelsey and you know and fucking megan are there. they both like you it was just hard to fucking figure it out so he should have abandoned the fucking mission and just sat back and relaxed had a drink had some good times whatever smoked did some xanax whatever they fucking do in those rich houses he didn't need to try so hard and i think him trying to make it happen setting up fucking megan them having an argument then the blow up in the car it just was all avoidable in my opinion but you know Maybe I'm being a little bit too fucking simpy about it. I don't know. Let's move on from that one. Let's talk about this. Um, so going on to the fucking Brendan shit. Brendan was recently on Joe Rogan Experience, um, for the fight companion, um, for the USC fight night that happened over the this past weekend and obviously watching some of the boxing between Jake Paul and fucking Nick Diaz. And it was an interesting fight companion to watch because the first thing that kind of struck you watching it was brendan was definitely looking for joe's approval more than usual which for me is more evidence that they don't talk as often because i feel like if you go to some of his earlier episodes where he was really like you know friendly with joe and joe was still in la you could tell they spoke often because sometimes they wouldn't have anything to talk about or just brendan was just really relaxed whenever he goes on rogan these days He's, it feels like he's kind of performing, like he's trying to remind Rogan, hey, we're friends, right? Hey, remember, I can make you laugh. Hey, remember this thing I know about you. Hey, remember this thing we did before? Like, he's kind of doing that thing where he's sort of trying to remind Joe that they're friends, that they're cool, that he's funny, that he likes him. It was just a strange in interaction to see. And I guess because I'm a little bit detached from both of these guys, I just watched them for the content, I'm not really, you know, as much as I love Rogan, I'm not kind of in love with the guy. I could just view it as like, two adults two middle-aged you know or two guys that got kids and shit and the power dynamic is strange like i've always said it's like as much as people kind of rag on rogan like it must be so odd to be like just a dude that does a podcast but then have all these guys around you who legitimately like worship you like they look at you like you're a fucking god it must be such an odd dynamic to kind of navigate through day to day because even your friends like brendan is somebody that i would think is you know rogan's friend and even he does the whole like joe rogan like me like me please rogan like me please rogan Rogan, dance so it must be odd for rogan to kind of just you know navigate that because even your friends are acting weird it's just a bizarre thing anyway let's move on so this particular video is fucking hilarious take it for the fun that can subreddit because it immediately kind of for me is another example as to why some people don't like brendan And I just can't, for the life of me, understand why this man can't figure out these sort of things that just kind of nip him in the bud because it's so bizarre because he doesn't do this. He kind of does this depending on who he's speaking to or depending on who he's sitting next to as well, this type of attitude. But essentially, um, Eddie Bravo starts talking about stand-up and then Brendan gives Rogan some kind of look like, oh, here he goes, like rolling his eyes as if he's some, you know, like, three decade long veteran in fucking stand-up comedy and something it's fucking obscene because you'd imagine most likely i haven't seen eddie Brothers stand-up but i don't think i wouldn't imagine it's good but i still wouldn't i would go as far as saying brendan and eddie brother's comedy is probably at the same level or they've probably been doing it around the same amount of time so for rogan for brendan to give rogan the fucking look at this guy eyes is really really disrespectful in some respect especially considering that eddie Brown was older than him yeah you know i mean it's just a weird thing that he did that i didn't really understand why he do that somebody that you also account to be as a friend let me play the clip
1: Up in there? Ha- have you ever I feel um, good. not smoked weed all day and then right when you get introduced to go on stage take a hit of a pen and walk on stage that's your first high as you walk on stage you ever done that i've gotten on stage high every way conceivably possible but you know what i'm talking about yeah like yeah, as, as that. Your, dude to me that's the, that's fuck the formula that's the formula oh my for me yeah. that I, I once i figured that because at first i would smoke weed like all day and then go on stage and i'd forget my bits and then i go you know what i can't smoke weed anymore on stage so then i go i'm not gonna smoke weed i'm gonna go on stage no not high and then i would remember everything and i would
0: <laughs> like let's play it one more time like look at his eyes why do you why would you do that to somebody like an eddie bravo like, especially someone that's meant to be a friend, especially considering that you're not a fucking, you know, a veteran comic yourself. Like, why are you giving the guy the eyes? Like, oh, look at this guy type of eyes. Like, why? Especially to Rogan. To Rogan to join you. But obviously he's not. And this happened quite often in the fucking pod. Brenda would give Rogan the eyes, like, clearly maybe intimating that maybe in the past they would have laughed about this sort of stuff inside jokes. But Rogan's not kind of biting. He's not really with it. So clearly he's not on that kind of time. But him play one more time.
1: Have you ever um, not smoked weed all day and then right when you get introduced to go take a hit of a pen and walk on stage? That's your first high as you walk on stage. Have you ever done that? I've gotten on stage high every way conceivably possible. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like yeah I've done Dude, to me, that's the that's fucking the formula. That's the formula? Oh my, for me. i I, once i figured that because at first i would smoke weed like all day and then go on stage and i would forget my bits and then i go you know what i can't smoke weed anymore on stage so then i go i'm not gonna smoke weed i'm gonna go on stage
0: and again it's not a big deal don't get me wrong this is a bit nitpicking it's a 30 second clip and it could have been anything like um saying maybe he was tweaking on the Addies. who knows but it's just one of those things that you just don't need to do because it just gives people an easy excuse not to like you because they see this clip and they're like you know what fuck this guy who's you think he is It's that kind of energy. You don't need to be putting that kind of energy out there if you are Brendan for free. You know, have people not liking you because of your fucking jokes and shit, or because you are not funny, or because of your dumb opinions. But just not having people not liking you for free because of stuff like this is really odd. You know, like why do this? It's not necessary. That's why I think in general. I tend, to, I tend to agree now and I'm starting to lean towards the idea that maybe Brendan is just like beyond saving. You know, he's beyond kind of redemption. It's not ever going to come back again. He's not ever going to be the guy that we kind of all liked at the beginning at T5K. That guy's dead. You know what I mean? Whoever he is now, you know, greying, getting older, um, getting fatter with, with more kids, 40 plus years old. It's very... Or it's very kind of difficult to expect someone like that to change, especially if they, you know have all the trappings in life that they kind of want, the house, the, the cars, the cool trainers, there's no incentive to fucking change because life hasn't really changed that much really for him to kind of wake up in that regard. And obviously all the noise is coming from people like myself and other fucking content creators on YouTube who he obviously looks down upon and thinks we're fucking scum of the earth and we're haters and trolls and shit. So he's never gonna listen to something that we say. And obviously his friends around him, most of his friends he pays them, so they're not going to say nothing because he cuts their checks and, and pays their bills. So maybe he's beyond help. Maybe it's kind of is what it is, and he's the guy that he is now, and you just have to kind of take it as it is. But it's just disappointing for him because he gives people such an easy reason not to like him with these little things like that is are just not necessary. You know what I mean? Just why are you rolling your eyes at him for? Like he's trying to talk about comedy. He's trying to like share his passion he's trying to be passionate about something that you're clearly into as well. Cause you do it yourself talking about his rituals and shit. Why, why not just like, you know, riff on it and talk about it also. It's odd. It's odd. It's odd. It's odd. Um, yeah, exactly. Stingu. Stingo. Exactly. This is why PF Chang stays in business. Exactly. He's never going to change. Exactly. Bravo. Bravo. Brilliant point. He's never going to change. That's why PF Chang is never going to go out of business. Never. Um, but yeah, um, let's go. Moving on for this. Uh, next one. Next one, next one, next one, next one. Is that, <clears throat> In this particular clip, I desperately, I was desperately waiting for Brendan to say his piece. When Eddie Bravo basically starts to give Brendan and Joe their flowers and starts to, you know, kind of give them praise for their vast knowledge of combat sports, I really wanted Brendan to answer Eddie Bravo's question about how do they find time to watch everything. A part of me feels like, again, maybe I'm reading really too much into it because I'm a fucking redact. but a part of me thinks Eddie Bravo isn't as dumb as he makes out to be. He kind of plays into it. He wants people to think he's crazy and dumb, but he's clearly not. I feel like this question, he was kind of taking the piss out of both of these guys. He was basically saying without saying, you guys pretend like you watch everything, but you don't. You just watch the main events here and there, but you act like you watch all the fucking combat sports, but you don't type of thing. That's the impression I kind of got from it. It wasn't as sincere of a question as he's trying to make it seem as. But Joe answered it pretty sincerely, but I was desperately waiting for Brendan to answer and to kind of give his breakdown of what he does in a day and how he watches things. Because one thing we know for certain, Brendan doesn't do nothing. He doesn't, all he watches online, all he watches in terms of fight tape, I think, in my opinion, just my humble opinion, is the stuff he sees on Twitter. Clips he sees on Twitter or on Instagram pages, that's the only thing he watches. He doesn't actually sit there with a pad watching YouTube fucking... Replays and highlights, or even downloading the full fight cards from previous times and shit, and rewatching fights. I don't think he does that in the slightest, no way, shape, or form. At most, whatever he sees online, on Twitter and fucking Instagram, is what he kind of consumes. But this question from fucking Eddie Bravo was absolutely spectacular, and I wanted Brendan to answer it so badly, but he didn't because he's smarter than that. He's actually smarter than that. So credit to Brendan for kind of you know letting Brent Joe talk, and then him at the background saying, "Yeah, me too, me too, me too."
2: Oh, that car accident was fucking crazy. Did you, you see, see the it? car accident that Errol Sprentz Jr.? I didn't 488? know who
1: Crawford was until four days ago. No, no. really? What? I don't pay attention to boxing. I don't got time for that. Oh, I got, my God. I got too many conspiracy guy- theory videos to watch. <laughs> 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 Dude, I don't got time for that. That's like, hilarious. Like, everybody got a little... Like, what I want to know with you guys, seriously, both of you guys, okay. you guys are fucking encyclopedias, okay. not only with... Not only with MMA, but with fucking boxing and kickboxing, when do you guys watch this shit? Tell me when do you watch it at night All before you go to bed before you No. what not where when when I'm eating breakfast 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 is your fight time? After the morning? I work out
2: I work out in the morning. Okay, and then What, after time, do I'm you wake, working out? what
1: time do you work out generally eight
2: nine? <sighs> yeah, somewhere around then and I'm done around noon and then we that's usually when I eat
1: and then what do you eat? I eat in the kitchen here my house. At your house. And yeah. then you have like like an iPad on? No, my my um phone. So I watch wait, when you eat breakfast you wanna watch fights.
2: Yes. Okay. Or that's... I watch pool matches. Or Damn. I watch muscle car videos.
1: No, whatever you Whoa. This
2: is the whole idea. Whoa.
1: Keep it stupid. Yeah. Totally, I, yeah. total distraction.
2: Yeah, total, I'm just looking like, for the art form in the boxing and yeah. in the pool. I'm looking at
1: how they get out the patterns and muscle cars. I'm like, ooh. So at night when you go to sleep, you, you, you don't you don't use that for like kickboxing or boxing. No, no when, very, yeah, very rarely. rarely. What do you do at night? Chill. Like, what do you watch?
2: Watch TV shows. Like i watch Yellowstone with or your wife. A, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or i watch like I, I was into Succession. but We finished it.
1: When do you when do you do conspiracy theory videos? Mm. And you do, like i mean there's guys I mean, you know send a them with the generally those you are know during lot.
2: the day people send me things yeah. okay. but what i generally do i don't watch too many videos but anyway
0: it was funny though because you hear brendan in the background like try like trying to anticipate what brendan was saying yeah with your wife <laughs> yeah that's a, yeah with your wife <laughs> can i be your wife please Joe looks at him like nigga chill man let me answer so I really wanted Brendan to answer that question so badly I really wanted him to answer that question so badly but he did a good job of basically answering it himself by just agreeing with what Joe was saying in a really like hot like you know hushed tones yeah uh, uh, in the night in the evening in this uh, uh, bro you don't watch anything and the evidence I think why he doesn't watch everything is because Shorb Show is one of his worst shows. I said it hands down. Shorb Show is definitely one of Brendan Shorb's worst shows under Fickboy. Honestly, in my life, it's so terrible. And because the reason why it's so terrible is because he doesn't try to do any fucking research. He doesn't actually watch old, you know, fight cards. He doesn't watch anybody's fucking previous performances to figure out, you know, fight picks and shit like zero. He does absolutely zero, as he would say, right? Zero research. And I think that is what Lisa showed being terrible because he just shows up and just reads shit on Wikipedia and MMA websites and shit and kind of keeps it moving. So it's incredibly low effort. And if you would do just a slight bit of work, it actually improved the show tenfold because he's already got the experience. He was an actual, legit former UFC fighter. So he's already got a, a better base than most people out there. But he doesn't take advantage of it, doesn't use it to his advantage and just does a bare minimum going through the motions thinking it's going to be enough and it's not. So I really wanted him to give his breakdown of what he does and how he's able to cover so many sports because he doesn't cover them. He doesn't watch them or anything. He just kind of sees what he sees on social media and keeps it moving. What are you guys saying in the chat? Joe really knows about combat sports, but doesn't. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Stinger Goo. Brendan's thinking of an answer. (laughs) Brendan wanting to get into the mothership. He's waiting for Joe to ask him. (laughs) I believe that thing that somebody said. Who said it? Somebody said that thing in the Final Kid subreddit somebody that sounded like they knew what they were talking about and they were maybe in the know, maybe somebody that works in Comedy membership, and they're being kind of covert. They basically said that Brendan did ask Joe if he could perform there, but Joe basically said he's not good enough. He basically just kind of was honest and said, hey, you're not currently at a level yet where you should be performing here. And then also, I think he then palmed off Brendan to um, to the guy Eager. They that he... Um, Took from the comedy start to join him at the Collie Mothership, who's handling all the bookings and shit. So that's what the guy I remember saying on Fire and the Kid. I'm pretty sure he said, like Rogan told Brendan you're not good enough to play. And then he also said, Hey, when you are good enough, you can come, but then when you do come back, you know, talk to Adam Eager basically. I don't do the bookings. So I think that is actually true. So I think Brendan knows why he doesn't play there. He knows. He's not unaware. Which I think is what makes the relationship even more awkward. Because they've clearly had a conversation where Rogan's told him hey you're not funny basically (laughs) you know like which is fucking brutal um I'm probably one of the only people that will probably say this now I kind of sympathize with Brendan's delusion of maybe he feels like he's entitled to play at Rogan's club because when Rogan was living in LA Rogan had no problem having Brendan on his Joe Rogan and friends lineups when he did him at a comedy store and I don't personally think brendan has got any worse since then he's just the same i don't think he's improved or he's got like or he's got worse honestly i think he's just plateau he's just he's never going to be more funny than he is now it just is what it is you just can't some people just can't you know one day wake up and try and be funny in their mid-30s it's just very difficult so i think wherever he's at now is just where he's always going to be at forever and i don't think he was any worse back then so rogan had him on his shows back then then suddenly he moves to austin and then he has a fucking you know a fucking um you know he suddenly has an awakening and becomes a, a total comedy purist and now he doesn't want him to perform at his club if i was brendan again if i was brendan i would be a little bit annoyed at that i would feel a little bit entitled to no you had me playing at the comedy at the fucking comedy store you where you always talk about so highly about fucking um what's her name mitsky and all that person right um but mrs Shaw, sorry but then, when you have your own club, now suddenly you don't want to be my friend anymore. I'd be a little bit annoyed, you know, just a tiny bit annoyed if that was me. But hey, what do I know? Um, what are you guys saying in the chat? Oh, hey, big up my guy Wolfgang. Good to see you, my friend. Um, big up Gerard Merrick. I see you, Josie. I see you. Big up Charles Lucas. I see you here. Um, everybody in the chat thank you for hanging in there make sure you're liking the stream along the way too that'd be greatly appreciated um we're gonna send brendan Is just an echo for papa joe here like um every time he's around i would love to see joe just call him out on it once uh yeah big up mitski <laughs> big up mitski Shaw, <laughs> big up the legendary singer mitski Shaw. she's gonna be at primavera next year mate they're gonna fucking dig up a Nah, I can't say that, can I? That's a bit mad. Anyway, let's move. Um, Let's move. Uh, This is another clip as well that I find fucking incredible. Incredible, 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 incredible. Personally, I feel like if you're married to a Mexican woman who you say is 100% Mexican and not Taco Bell Mexican and is from Guadalajara, right? In my opinion, I feel like you should be able to pronounce Modelo. Is that a stretch or is that fair to say? If your spouse is Mexican or if your spouse is from, you know, a fucking South American country, a Central American country, you should be able to pronounce Modelo. It shouldn't be too difficult to pronounce Modelo if your spouse is Mexican, in my opinion. But listen to how Brenda pronounces mi- uh, m- <laughs> Modella. <laughs> uh,
2: they have the, you know, you order the alcohol on the list, and it was like, you know, uh, Modella eighteen dollars, you know, yeah. Coors eighteen dollars, but like, Bud like fourteen cents, dude, eight bucks, <laughs> eight bucks, and the t-
0: <laughs> Modella. Have you heard anybody pronounce a Modello Modella in your entire life, Modella? Like I'm not even the biggest Modelo drinker in my in my life, right? Usually, I tend to kind of crack open a Modelo when you're away, when you're fucking on vacation. They usually just hit way different. I don't know why buying a Modelo here from fucking Tesco's or Sainsbury's and chucking it in my fridge just doesn't hit hit the same. But when I actually when I did visit Mexico City, however many years I went, or when I went to fucking Nicaragua, or when I went to went to fucking Honduras, it's nice to have those fucking beverages over there. But usually, for the most part if you have any fucking you know um, grasp of the spanish language or any grasp of fucking latin culture right you should have an understanding of how modelo is pronounced it's just one of those things that you kind of just understand right (laughs) but modella one more time
2: uh they have the you know you order the alcohol on the list and it was like you know, uh, Modella eighteen dollars. You know, yeah. cores eighteen dollars. Like Bud Light, 14 like, cents. Dude, eight bucks.
1: <laughs> eight bucks. And like,
2: it... Modella, Modella.
0: You know, like I've literally never heard anybody pronounce a Modella Modella. But hey, it kind of is what it is, isn't it? I guess that's that's maybe the more authentic Guadalajara way of pronouncing Modella. Maybe Guadalajara is like a. It's like it's got its own different regional accent, right? So maybe that over in Model over in fucking Guadalajara, they pronounce Modelo's Modela, right? Maybe, who knows? You never know. Guadalajara, Modela, you never know. <laughs> <Como se dice? laughs> anyway, let's continue that. I thought that was fucking incredible, man. Um, Then we got this clip. This is Kirsch again of the Fire the Kids subreddit. And it kind of feels a little bit like a bully boy thing like it kind of feels like a bully boy thing like you know when you're at the barbers you know some of you guys that go to the hair salons and i don't know if it happens to you guys in fucking white barbershops but i know with us fucking black african caribbean barbershops sometimes if you were to go them when you're younger you have the olders come in and they didn't want to wait and they'd see all you fucking you know snotty nose kids and instead of waiting, they'll just give you 10 pounds or like a five and say, yeah, yeah, go get me something in the shop. And then you're like an idiot kid. You don't know what's happening. You go to shops, you come back and the kid's in your seat. You're like, fuck, right? He said, he told you, yeah, keep the change, keep the change. Right? They kind of hustle you. Um, and then, when, or maybe when you went to go get a drink, they would make you go get back. They'll make you go get another one, right? You just get sent on errors. It's just kind of like a little boy kind of sounding thing that would happen a lot in the area that I kind of grew up in, right? And it usually stops whenever you kind of get some bass in your voice. You know, you have you develop an Adam's apple or your balls drop, and suddenly you start to realize, hold on, they're taking the piss out of me, aren't they? So maybe this is kind of part of it, or maybe this is just a reflection of the weird relationship that Eddie Bravo and Brendan have, because I feel like Eddie Bravo knows Brendan tries to sun him so he basically tries to sun him back sometimes very strange interaction i'm saying all this to say this video is very strange just keep in mind what i said and make your own decision what you think happened here right this is the title of the final kids subreddit you can see it there eddie brother and rogan get ice just let me know what you think what's going on here is brendan getting sunned or is just eddie being eddie what's
2: scary is no one is facing any repercussions? Zero. He
1: got a slap on what the wrist. What about race? all those guys? Not, t- not
2: just him. I'm talking about the people who told oh. everyone that it was Russian. Oh, they, they, they suffer no consequences. And you know what? They,
1: they stick with it though, because they're saying that that the uh, the justice system is corrupt by saying that it's not. Yeah. They go, oh, they're lying. So it's just a lot of confusion. Thank you, Jamie.
2: Dude, I went to the website oh, where they released all his pictures and shit. That boy, a wild boy. He looks like a good time. I gotta be honest. Oh, hey, can Hunter's I have the ball boy. one? Can I have the ball ice? I'll get yeah. some more. No, that is ball ice, ice, No, this is not oh, ball ice. ice. Yeah, yeah, you got I, it. I want the ball ice. I want the ball too, but I love you. Thank you. And you're talking I owe conspiracies. You. I owe you. I know you conspiracies, best, the best in the world. Dude, I'm not, dude. I, I
1: dude, I'm keeping my mouth shut, dog. When, when, what the
2: fuck is that?
1: I'm <laughs> keeping my Mouth shut. It's just fucking rattled no no, no no, no, I'm just saying what's already scary. out there. Don't,
2: dude, Absolutely. I'm just saying what's oh, already yeah, out yeah, there, dog. You know
1: what, Texas what I mean? Bourbon. I'm not trying to get fucking oh, killed. I'm good. I, I got him. I got right, plenty. Let me get
2: some of that.
1: Isn't that
2: crazy, dude?
1: Balcones. They could have got, got pen. Hot
2: still bourbon.
1: Dude, they could have got pen guys to sign off on and that would have been a lot but a lot? They, they went 50 because they know they know if they get 50 it's gonna be no doubt everyone's gonna believe that shit right mm. and they stick with it even today the mainstream media they still stick with it let me ask you this why
0: so what do you think happened there with the whole ball of ice exchange brendan gets a cup with a ball of ice in it and then, you know, he's got this kind of sheepish face, sheepish look on his face. And then Eddie Bravo basically says, hey, I want your glass with your ice. <laughs> like, give me your glass with your ice and you take my glass with my ice. You got ball ice and I've got cube ice. I want ball ice. Like, what do you think there? It's a bit of a sunnage. What do you think? I think he kind of sunned him. That was really odd. But Brendan, Brendan did well, though, to be fair. Brendan did quite well. Brendan's, Brendan kind of recognized he was being sunned acknowledged it and said yeah I'm gonna give you it because I love you you know like he kind of noticed what was happening there don't you think I think Brendan did kind of you know clap back pretty well like let's play it one more time this bit just a bit with the ice
2: thank you Jamie dude I went to the website uh, where they released all his pictures and shit. that boy a wild boy he looks like a good time I gotta be honest oh hey, can Hunter's I have the ball one boy. can I have the ball ice I'll get yes. some more that, no, that is go. ball ice no that's not oh, ball yeah you got I want the ball ice. I want the ball too but I love you you. And you're talking yeah. You. You. You.
0: See what I mean? I think Brennan did pretty well, but I also think Eddie did sun him. You know, it's, it kind of feels what do you guys say in the chat? Are they drinking tiger piss? No, they're not actually. Good questions, Sting are good. They're not. That's actually interesting. Brennan didn't bring any fucking tiger whiskey with him. Interesting. I wonder if Joe told him. Hey, lead that shit at home. I got plenty. We got plenty of whiskey. At- we got plenty of whiskey here. Um, Uche is saying, yeah. Charles Lucas saying, yeah. I think Sundim. You agree with me? So um, Uche is saying, I'm surprised Papa gives a shout out to Mark Normans and Samuel's bourbon. Yeah, true. Oh, true. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, yeah. It is there bourbon in it? I didn't know that actually. Good point. I didn't recognize that at first. Um, Z said, if it's a, after the mothership discussions off air, and he was there to make sense, it's not that deep. I think Brendan was just being nice. Okay, fair, fair play to you. Fair play, fair play, fair play. Um, well, uh, who else is saying here? Well, you wanted to hurt me, you got me, brother. Crashers. Brendan used to think Eddie was a kook, and then had to humble himself when he found out Eddie was pretty smart. Yes, cool, cool. Exactly. That's what I find. That's what I find as well. I find that Eddie's always kind of remembered that part when Brendan used to kind of laugh at him and not laugh with him, sort of thing. So yeah, maybe I'm maybe I am reading too much into it maybe I am making it too deep but I don't know it just felt a little bit like a sunnage. but hey I feel Brendan handled it well anyway regardless he did handle it pretty well so big up him for that one then we got another one here to play it says what's his title it says Rogan and Eddie bulldoze over Brendan's conspiracy talk okay let's see what this is saying I'm eager to see what this is about as well. But yeah, it was full of little nuggets like this, actually. Loads of little awkward little bits and bobs, but like I said before at the beginning of the show, I just think all these clips, what they do highlight and illustrate is that Brendan definitely isn't as close as friends with Joe as he once was, man. That relationship is definitely kind of not the same anymore, unfortunately for him, I guess. Let's play this clip and see what this is saying. Now, what do you want to
2: go into? Camp trails? <laughs> <laughs> you want to do some camp trails? What, why, why do you think... Uh... Like with the Hunter Biden file, it's like all the tape stuff, and they suppressed all that, right? And then you get the submarine, oh, right? They, they leaked yeah, the submarine, okay. and they knew they died, but leaked it five days out to suppress oh, the Hunter Biden. Did anybody? Did anybody? Like, like the submarine thing was. You like, take it from here, John. Okay, submarine. Yeah. What about the submarine?
1: Uh, I don't really give a fuck about that submarine.
2: Conspiracies, Eddie. That's Let's what go. I'm uh, I like Eddie. You know little, what? Fuck the submarine. The bag, Fuck the submarine. You're not man. in the Hunter Biden stuff, though. What's no, up the with The Biden stuff is what about the UFOs. UFOs. It's prod. <laughs> Have you looked up the and laptop? What's scary shit? is no one is facing any repercussions. Zero.
0: Oh my god, man. Now we've got conspiracy theory, fucking Brendan. To be fair, I kind of liked. I did like this, though. I'm not going to lie, I did like the way they switched their cameras and had like, you know, them in their own little squares. I thought that was quite cool, to be fair. Jamie's definitely um, one of the better producers out there, you know, in general. I feel they did pretty well with all that malaki. I did I did enjoy that. But yeah, this is kind of, kind of, kind of what it was. Let's move for on. that one. That wasn't really that juicy, to be fair. Let's go to the next clip. Let's just rattle these off. Boom, 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 boom. Next one is there's no more comedy. There's no good comedy movies anymore. This is another thing as well. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just a fucking undercover contrarian or something. But a part of me hates these little things that they all say. Like these little sayings that they all kind of convince themselves on. You know? There's no good comedy movies. Only us comedians can make good comedy movies. So they go out and make them and it's fucking terrible. Um You know, everyone's getting cancelled. No one's cancelling you. You just, it's just, we live in a consequence culture. You say dumb shit and you're working with a, you know, a big production company or a big platform. They have the right to fucking kick you off if they want to then you can go on YouTube, but you don't want to go on YouTube because you want the next of money. Do you know what I mean? They all talk these, they all say you have these weird sayings that just, they just rabbit just to kind of make themselves feel good. Um, and now this whole new thing is that there's no good comedy movies anymore. And they feel like they, because they talk about comedy on podcasts all the time and they do stand up specials, they somehow feel like they have the ability to put together a good movie, which is not, you know, they, they think it's easy to do. Like, oh, it's easy to make a good movie. You just got to be funny. It's like, okay, you go and try Go and try and see how how easy it is to do. So anyway, this is a clip um, that's available now on the Final Can Subreddit. There's a title of it. Let's put this on and see what they say about the kind of current climate of comedy movies and how podcasters are the last hope to save cinema. Let's see what they say.
2: Yeah, this is the latest comedy. Dogs with human voices. So they can't cancel it human. <laughs> Everybody's so scared. <laughs> so scared they gotta hide so dogs. Scared. Comedies, man. They went away. If you think about, like, I mean, obviously the Barbie movie, but there's like one or two good comedies a year now. There used to be tons Is of. Is there them. even one or two? Name the last, like, what's a good comedy in the recent fucking last six years? Like a good comedy. I couldn't. Even like tell one you. that everybody tells you you have to yes. see. It's been like super bad, super bad. The Hangover, Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids, yeah bridesmaids are, those you are all loco. funny movie dude it's a funny movie those are all loco comedies though they're wild ass comedies yeah. which is what oh wedding chasers right? wedding crashers wedding crashers. crashers that's like 10 years ago bro yeah it was a long time was, ago that
1: was good that was good yeah,
2: fuck yeah that was good
1: <laughs>
0: I'm drinking at 10 in the morning <laughs> I don't deserve any of the stuff I've gotten <laughs> Honestly, the fighting is so many guys are properly amazing. <laughs> How do you add that clip at the end of fucking Bert? Please, once more. Honestly, I need to see this man. That clip of Bert again, please. One more time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Years ago, bro.
2: Yeah, it was a long time ago. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that was good.
0: <laughs> I'm drinking at ten in the morning. I don't deserve any of I've gotten. Burt crash is like the comedy version of xqc in it like probably his success is very very um you know it kind of it's not it's not correlated to the actual work that he does up stinger go figure for the 2 super chat, my friend jamie is a
2: poor man's chin
0: <laughs> jamie is a poor man's chin no actually oh didn't um didn't brendan say when chin wanted to get the job He told Brendan that he's, what did he say? Did he say, I'm your guy? Or did he say, I'm your Jamie? I want it to be, I'm your Jamie. I want it to be that fucking sus that he told Brendan, hey, I'm your Jamie. I think he said that. I'm going to go with that narrative. I'm going to go with that fucking, I'm going to go with that fucking narrative. I'm going to run with that. I'm going to run with the fact that Chin walked up to Brendan one day, handed him a USB stick with his fucking, with his, um, with his fucking uh work on and shit and said i'm your jamie (laughs) i'm your jamie you can be my joe (laughs) exactly i'm your huckabee (laughs) i want that to be true so badly i want that to be true so badly that's the story i'm gonna run with (laughs) i'm your jamie do you remember when everybody was trying to like the whole producer podcaster thing is kind of gone i'm happy that they stopped being personalities because you remember There was a period when Red Band was still around, where everyone was trying to find their own version of Red Band. Like a producer personality type, but he's not really good at producing either, do you know what I mean? He's kind of terrible at his job. He's always fucking up on Kill Tony. And then it switched when Jamie became popular, or young Jamie came to prominence, and he was a savage, right? Just doing the job well and not really wanting to be up in the camera all the time. So it's probably a good thing in general that they're not all trying to dance in front of the camera and make their own podcasts. Because that was a real dark time, man. Do you remember that, guys? During fucking um, King in the Sting era, when all those producers that do King and the Sting, Chin, Cat, a few other people, I forgot the other guy. I forgot the white guy that does King and the Sting, the one that fucking, um, the one that uh, the one that gambles a lot. All those guys. Remember they they, they did the podcast. They had their own little side podcast. That they do like I, know, I think it was like Cats After Dark or something. Like that was a dark time, man. That was a fucking dark time. Podcast producers having a podcast like about what it's like to produce podcasts for comedians. <laughs> I'd rather fucking unalive myself, mate. Fuck off. Um don't want none of that. Yeah, that's his that's the guy's name, Nick. Who said Nick on the chat? big up crash, yeah it was Nick. That's the one. <laughs> uh, exactly hot chip guy. Yes. Yeah, the... Hot chip. Pio's last name. Um we can do a chip. <laughs> Frio's got the best comedic timing ever, man. I don't want that. Like that was so good. Um anyway. Let's play this one. Uh <laughs> let's play this one. Murderers discussing how to sharpen their proverbial blades. Then B. Shaw chimes in. I love this sort of stuff, mate. Then B. Shaw chimes. Let's let's see, let's hear B. Shaw chiming in about how to become a smarter comic in some way shape or form Let's see what this sounds like Let's see let's see let's see let's see Every
1: time I do a new show is because of you Because you always recorded your shows And you would always say you gotta record your shows And listen to your shows And damn It's hard in the beginning When you're trying to get your shit together Dude listening to my shows Makes in it the, first, the first fucking three years Is painful Cause I'd go back and just cringe and go, oh! It was very hard, very hard. Just recently, like just like the last six months, now I could listen to my shows and and like I'm like like into it. It doesn't make me cringe as much anymore. It's, <laughs> if you
2: come up with something new on stage and you don't r- record your shows and listen to your shows, you'll that, never. You
1: might have a like a closing bit.
2: Yeah, it might mm-hmm. be your
1: best bit ever. Yeah. I record. I have. Every show recorded. I only missed like one by accident. About every That's show great. I've ever done I recorded. And those early shows were fucking... I I can't... I'm afraid to go back and listen to them. <laughs> don't. You don't have
2: to. Just watch <laughs> the, more, the more recent ones. Yeah. Listen to the more recent uh, ones. Joe, painful. when did you start Zen? Uh A few months ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? See what I mean? This, this, honestly, as good as this was for Brendan to probably see Rogan, it always is a really stark reminder of just how far apart they are in terms of friendship and vibe and clicking, whatever. They don't talk as much anymore. They clearly don't talk as much. You can see it. As much as Rogan will try and pretend that like they're still friends and everything's fine, like... I don't know if he feels like he's obliged to do this because he told Brendan to quit the UFC, or because he's just a really nice guy in general. But it's clear as day these guys aren't as close friends as they once were, man. If it was me and I was Brendan, maybe again, I'm I'm not the best judge of this because like I keep saying to people all the time when this part of people get angry about, I don't have many friends and shit, and I tr- I basically keep myself to myself, so I'm not really the best judge in this. But I think if I was him, I would get this hint. I would get the hint, you know, I'd kind of get the hint, I'd kind of get the hint that Rogan isn't really cool with me like that, Um, we're not, it wasn't the same as it once was with LA, and I'll just move on, you know, that's what I'll do, I'll just move on, it's kind of sad when it happens, because I've said it before on this show, I think, I think like friendship breakups are probably more brutal to take than relationship breakups, Because there was a moment when like, you were all cool, you are all fun, you are all having fun and giggling and laughing. And then suddenly it ends. Especially if the person says, I don't want to be your friend anymore. It's hard to take. But I think, you know, a kind of mark of maturity and maybe growing up and whatever it may be is accepting the fact that some people just don't want to be your friends anymore. And just moving on before they even tell you to move on type of thing. That's probably the best thing to do. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just a fucking redact... In some random place in London, talking out my fucking ass. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Moving on from that, let's talk about this. This is another good clip as well to highlight. It says, Papa conveniently forgets Theo when talking about Nashville. He's sad I let Yeah, cool. This is a good one, right? Because I feel like, in general... I'm probably one of the people that agrees with the idea that. Oh no, I probably have someone that agrees with the notion that it's probably dumb to ask people about their to ask people about their fucking tattoos. They're usually quite personal and shit, and usually whatever reason you have for a tattoo, even if it is personal and even if it is deep, it's never going to resonate with somebody. It's sort of like describing your dreams to somebody, right? It's just it's a bit it's a bit redundant. So I understand it's a bit difficult, but I feel like some people deserve to be questioned on their tattoos like why the fuck did you get that that was actually dumb because some people are just you know redacted like the same thing goes to brendan like he's got two that i'm just confused about you know from for one the one they're going to talk about now and the other one with his kids you know in the caricature of fucking dead zombies i don't understand why that is a tattoo that would make you feel Some sort of affection to your kids. It doesn't make any sense why you want your kids as fucking corpses on your body. It's just weird, right? I want to ask those questions, but you know, you're going to get the fucking chombi fucking story about his kids presents zombie chombi and he went, uh, whatever, nonsense. So it's quite nice to hear Rogan kind of grill him on the tattoo a little bit. (laughs) But it also shows Brendan's lack of, you know, self awareness of understanding why people would probably look at that tattoo and think it's weird and not having any like answers to kind of, you know, push back against it or justifications because he just kind of gets a bit stunned and a bit flustered. But it's clip is fucking hilarious. I'm playing anywhere for you so you can see what I mean.
2: Mhm. There we go.
0: Play. Come on, are you going to play, are you going to play for me or not? Are you going to play for me or not? So come on, brother, there you go.
2: That's like their thing. oh that's interesting. That's that parties and jelly roll. That's an Ah. And now Theo Vaughn. Correct, but Theo's out here a lot, right? Yeah, he's out here. And a lot. he's in LA all the fucking time. Like, why'd you move? Well, you know, he's kinda like a rambling man. Yeah. I just think he got bummed out by LA and he just didn't want to do it anymore. Cheers, gentlemen. Yeah, Cheers. I probably should've followed. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> now I'm just <laughs> depressed out there. <laughs> well, um, you know, a lot of people are. Ugh. Nashville's a dope city too. Nashville's great. Nashville's got zanies. Like I could have moved to Nashville. It's it has got
1: Tenth Planet. High,
2: yeah. Well, you got 10th planet. everywhere. you got 10th planet like Dubai, yeah. Don't you? Well, you yeah. got them? Yeah. You got one in Dubai? Yep. Yeah, that's. What I, can just <laughs> guess. I just guessed. I just guessed. 10th planet's worldwide. But you were you, you considered Nashville, Joe? I would have, but the thing is, like, I already had on it down here. I Already had friends down here. Ron White was already living down here, and my family was in they were like i want to live here i was like okay i'm like if i can get the fuck out of la like and this seems like a good one to get out of la and it's texas which i've always loved texas yeah me too i just love texas i've always loved it i've always loved coming here it's like when i was like getting ready to go do a gig in texas i was like oh we're gonna have some fun we're going to texas it's like it's fun i have a texas tattoo for god's sake why do you do that i don't know dude why what? Get, why do you have But no, you know? What happened? Oh, I thought you were making fun of no, me. No no, 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 no. But you know. like, was, Texas tattoos—it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's the only state when I started stand-up, I've never not sold out Texas. Every yeah. single yeah. show I do, I sell out in Texas. I so love you, Texas. That's why you got that tattoo. Yeah, oh. yeah. Houston's good, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a bizarre thing to
0: do. But again, this guy is really bizarre when it comes to Brendan. He's the same guy that would—you know—he named his kid Boston. And he has no connection with the state. And then he tried to... What did he try to say about it? Why was it? Because they both love Boston or something. But they never go there. He never talks about visiting there. He's from Denver. And then my assumption was that most likely he named his kid Boston because of fucking Rogan. Because Rogan's from there. Oh, Bergen's not a, Boston's not a state. What is it? Is that is that, Mass, is that Michigan? Or Massachusetts? Am I getting it wrong? Shit! <laughs> Where is Boston? <laughs> what is boston boston's not a state i thought it was a state what is boston is it massachusetts what is it let me know let me know let me know let me know what is it what's boston boston is a seat massachusetts yeah okay there we go i got it right the first i got it wrong but then i corrected myself so it is massachusetts okay cool so I find it really here. Boston is in Africa. (laughs) Boston. Boston, Botswana. (laughs) Boston, the township in Africa. Boston, the the state be the state. (laughs) Anyway, I found it really funny um, that how, you know, that would happen that way. But then it makes sense. Anyway, like I said, he's the same guy that would name his kid Boston. No connection to Boston. Makes no sense. Because um, I think even Denver for a kid is a pretty nice name, right, for a son. If you're from there, like Denver's not too bad of a name. Um, Denny, Denver, whatever, maybe. But Boston just for a kid who's not from there is just bizarre. So it's not surprising he did a whole fucking Texas tattoo thing. But it's funny now because I don't think the whole Texas thing is true. He says he always sells out Texas, but I don't think that's actually true. So... Now he's got a tattoo of himself of a st- of a city, sorry, not a state, that he doesn't sell out in all the time and doesn't live in. But the funny bit that the bit that actually fucking hurt my soul a little bit for Brendan was that the clip he started started with him kind of insulting Theo by saying this, right? Earlier on in the clip. He kind of insults Theo in a roundabout way. Like the thing.
2: Oh, that's interesting. That's what that party's in Jelly Roll, that's Nashville. Ah. And now Theo Vaughn. Correct, but Theo's out here a lot, right? Yeah, he's out here, and a then lot. he's in LA all the fucking time. Like, why'd you move?
0: Well, so obviously, he's trying to like insult Theo to to Joe, but he doesn't know that Joe is like a kind of a sincere person. So he doesn't believe in like you know negging his friends. Like Brendan's got a weird thing with Theo where he overly negs him when he's not in front of him. Like to other people, he talks like you know he mentions fucking Theo's addiction. Um, to you know he's he's rec he's because he's recovery for cocaine addiction. He talks about him having issues mentally all the time. But Rogan doesn't play that game. So Rogan kind of just like you know answers it in a sincere and earnest way.
2: Well, you know he's kind of like a rambling man. I just think he got bummed out by L.A. and he just didn't want to do it anymore. Cheers.
0: And then this bit really hurts myself soul for Brendan because Brendan then tries to, you know, say he's bummed out in L.A. and like, you know, as a weird invitation for Rogan to say, because Rogan does this all the time in the past, right, with podcasts. He'd be like, yeah, man, you should start a podcast. You should start a podcast. You would encourage everybody to start podcasts. So maybe in the beginning, also, if you remember, he was telling everybody to move to Texas. But I guess now he's at a point where he does he stopped telling people to move to Texas because probably everybody kept, you know, asking for favours and shit. So I feel like Brendan was trying to basically prod, you know, Rogan to get him to say that to him. Like, hey, you should move here, man. What are you doing? What are you doing out in LA? You should come here and join us. But he doesn't.
2: Here's gentlemen. Yeah, oh, cheers, gentlemen. I probably, probably should have followed. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> now i'm just depressed out there. well um you know a lot of people are
0: <laughs> well you know a lot of people are <laughs> and then just moves on straight away Ugh.
2: nashville's a dope city too nashville's great nashville's got zanies <laughs> <laughs> just completely moves over it
0: and then the other bit that was really brutal of course was the tattoo fucking breakdown right like you got the tattoo why
2: I've always loved coming here. It was like when I was like getting ready to go do a gig in Texas, I was like, oh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to Texas. It's like, the best. It's fun. I have a it's Texas tattoo, for God's sake. Why did you do that? I don't know, dude. Why what? Do get, why do you have you don't, don't know? No, you but don't what happened? Oh, I thought you were making fun of me. No, no, no. no, no like, but like, Texas I thought tattoo. Like a it's, it's, yeah. it's the only state when I started stand-up I've never not sold out Texas. Every yeah. single yeah. show I do, I sell out in Texas. I so love Texas. That's why you got that tattoo? Yeah. Oh. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's such a silly reason to get a tattoo but bless brendan man fucking bless him um z saying lies i don't know if it's a lie i just think it's fucking sad that he tried to you know get himself tried to get in joe's good graces by also parroting the texas is amazing line then tried to get Bre- joe to to tell him to come down to texas as well he didn't bite. And then tried to then mention the tattoo, and Joe thought that was silly. Like he just tried to get, he just tried to throw as many things as possible at, at Rogan, but he just wasn't having it. I find that fucking hilarious. Um, and then what what's talking about here? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, this is a this is a bit of a wild one too. It? this one's a wild one. I think this is maybe i don't know when this happened on the show because i haven't watched all of it just yet i don't know what stage of the show this happened but i got a feeling brendan said this when he was maybe towards the end because i feel like brendan was noticing that the show wasn't going his way like you know he wasn't maybe clicking with the guys like he did in the past and he was trying too hard to be liked and shit so then he tried to do the thing what people do where you just like you know you're panicking and you just start saying stuff because you just want to Get people interested in you again right you want them to like You again so he admitted something you probably Shouldn't have admitted right you probably shouldn't have This be common knowledge to people Because you know it's just not the most You know safest thing to be saying aloud On the fucking podcast but hey whatever Brendan is fucking chief Keith out here this is a Papa makes a stunning Dumb admission right let's play this clip
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, My shit was hey, fucking done
2: want to move to Texas get yourself A gun <laughs>
1: You'll carry. Oh I got guns, Doc. I got I know, guns. You don't have them in your car though? No, no. I carry them in I, car. I did that for a while during like the height of all the I still bullshit. Do. But I felt like damn, if I get in, 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 if I get like pulled pulled over and they could throw me in jail. I'll take my chances. You know I mean? Like when I'm doing sets
2: at LA at night I always have it with me. Shh oh, that out there. In Texas. Uh, when I'm in Texas. In LA at night when I'm in Texas. <laughs> LA Texas, Doc
0: what a weird thing to admit again just wanting to flex and kind of you know seem like you're down with rogan now he's mr gunman it's fucking amazing man but i i got you know sympathy for the guy because i feel like this may have happened at a time where he felt like he was flailing and you know no one was paying him attention so let me throw out some bait there let me throw out some you know relatability stuff out there agree with them on the gun thing say i have you know say i'm strapped up in the porsche so everyone knows what going it is. so yeah Papa stays strapped um just in case someone from p f Chang's rolls up and tries to say something to him in person he's gonna fucking blam them out of the fucking sky.
1: <laughs>
0: Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Brendan one day like he gets accosted by him um, who's that guy? who's my guy like um song is it songbird something songbird the guy that's like um uh redacted redacted imagine that guy rocks up to Brendan one day. And tries to fucking 10 7 him or something. And then Brennan just pulls out the blammy and just shoots him in the face. <laughs> something so yeah, exactly. Um sorry gone Bird. yeah, exactly. So sorry, Gumbird. <laughs> Imagine he just blams him, that would be fucking hilarious. Actually, I wonder where I would fall. I don't think he'd want to blam me. Do you think Brennan would want to blam me? I don't think so. I wonder where i'd be in terms of the in terms of the level of blaming, like if it was a tier list or if it was like a if you went from one to ten who would be number one in terms of brendan's person that he would want to blam probably probably unique in it maybe unique maybe unique i wouldn't say red bar should i say red bar i don't think it, red bar probably unique first and then who I don't know who'd be second, actually. I don't think you want to blame me second. I might come in, like, sixth or eighth. Maybe, right? <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah, BGL. Yeah, Trisha G. BGL. I forgot about him. BGL. um, Eri Hwani. Yeah, top three. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Stoogu. Yes, exactly. S- Song in, um, Unique for sure. BGL second. Eri hawani third. Annie Leiderman won't be top five. I don't think. No. Trash Tuesday's no jersey. I don't think. I don't think he's Annie Leiderman like that. I don't think he'll be top three. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. Yeah, <laughs> Gavin Newsom, aka Kim Jong Un. Um, yeah, Kalila maybe. Also, I don't think Kalila. I probably he probably still wants to fuck Kalila. I can't. I can't think, man. Top five, but yeah, unique for sure. Number one, BGL. Um and who's the other one? Ariel Hawane for sure, maybe Nate Diaz, yeah, maybe Nate Diaz, maybe maybe Nate Diaz, oh yeah Sean McCorkle Jorge, Jorge Tarando thank you, oh sorry, Jorge Torado. yes, you're right there definitely Sean McCorkle he's definitely number 4 Beige Frequency that's a good one, isn't it? Beige Frequency, yeah I think those are top good top 5, that one, that's a good top 5 Unique BGL uh, Who's the other one? Unique, BGL. Who's the other one we said as a top three? Unique, BGL, Ariel, Sean McCorkle, and then, what's his face? Dana, yeah, Dana. Yeah, Dana has to be a top five. Yes, Dana. Dana, Sean McCorkle, BGL, Ariel Hawani, Unique. That's a pretty big five, and then I think the rest of us will come after. Me, Two Ladies to Try, <laughs> um, the 10 Minutes of Shorbs guys, uh, who else? Redbar probably don't, because I don't think he probably give, give a shit about Redbar. Redbar doesn't really talk about him that much. Yeah, all of all of us channels will come in after all those guys, I think. We'll be the other half. Right? <laughs> we'll be the other half. <laughs> <coughs> Oh brother, I fucking love it. Anyway, moving on. We got this clip. Curtis again on the fire the kid. Let's get this up on the screen. It says smoked um sprint. Let's see this one. <laughs> Trisha G, Mexican's mum. <laughs> for putting him in debt with that fucking house he had to honestly i want to believe the narrative i want to believe the narrative in any facet as these guys say i love how brendan and his wife tend to fucking overuse and incorrectly use facet in the sentences it's fucking amazing but as brendan would say um i want to believe the narrative in any facet (laughs) right that brendan did buy that house for his wife's mum because he got caught cheating that's what i want to believe because the whole baddies and addies thing but the actual truth of it is probably he's the most luckiest man in the world at the same time bgl was exposing all these dms of the with the addies and baddies they're already kind of in the last stages of putting together the fucking deal of buying the house because you don't just buy a house like you're buying fucking toilet paper right in the supermarket You has to go it's a fucking long process so most likely they were already doing it anyway but it happened to coincide perfect timing with him getting exposed with the addies and baddies shit Like he got so lucky that's the most but it's also one of the most insane things to do for you to kind of protect yourself because you got caught cheating i'd rather just break up i'm not gonna pay for a fucking house so you can forgive me fuck that i'd rather just break up you know what i mean that's fucking insane man that's fucking insane but you know maybe long term you're smart because what would you rather do like try and live your life alone trying to look after kids and shit and all that malarkey and paying fucking alimony or child support or just you know take the big hit buy your mother-in-law a house and then just keep it moving you know <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking incredible anyway moving on this is an interesting clip as well because it features the fire and the kid in a new temporary studio i guess because they were out what maybe in texas and they went to film something and they end up filming a 38 minute podcast i don't know why they bothered really to be fair but whatever show they're on in terms of their studio. The fucking quality of the camera and how everything's set up, even though it's all cluttered, is really interesting to see the kind of you know the difference in quality levels of these podcasts. So let's play this clip anyway and see what they're saying.
1: A little bit because I'll see like there's a picture of you and GSP on the you know that the, and his that cats are bigger. Yeah, he's got those. He's got those great teardrop things, and yeah. you're you know you're you're there. Yeah, you're but there I,
2: you must smoked them print right, right,
1: right. <laughs> Did you sprint against GSP? Smoked up, right? <laughs> you faster than G. I don't know why
2: you put me in this situation.
1: I'm asking questions.
2: Yeah, well, you question myself. Did you-
0: <laughs> Still makes me laugh to this day, man. Still makes me What's laugh. What's going on, still makes me laugh brendan was so fucking has such an ego that he couldn't lose the race of chappelle so because he felt a slight bit of cramp he then pretended he blew out both his hamstrings and kept up the lie after the fact was on crutches taking pictures and shit But like it's honestly like this is just everything that's kind of wrong with brendan isn't it just the inability to just even lose a race with grace and just say look i lost the race but then pulling the pulling the fake hamstrings brian giving him that look where he knows he's fucking lying like brian knows brian knows his guy is full of shit he knows it he knows it he knows he knows he's full of shit but allegedly brendan pulled both his hamstrings absolute crazy yeah exactly zero or as he says zero humility ridiculous mate absolutely ridiculous don't get me wrong it's kind of embarrassing being a former professional athlete having played allegedly in the nfl and obviously being a former ufc fighter it's embarrassing to get blown out in a race by a guy that used to be a professional gymnast and shit or cheerleader sorry and now is in a band or whatever it may be i know it's embarrassing clearly but still part of the fun is that you're just racing your friend in Chappelle, right just race your friend say you fucking didn't do it well and it didn't go well, and Chappelle's got a good, you know, what do you call it, fast twitch, whatever it may be, and he's just, you know, naturally maybe got some pace to him, who knows, but whatever, just taking a chin, it's a fun event, but the guy, you know, had an ego before the case, before the race itself, thought he was going to blitz fucking Chappelle, they then end up racing, it doesn't go his way, and because he realizes it's not going his way, he then pretends to blow out his hamstring, that's what is a really shocking thing, you can see the moment in a race where he realizes he's not going to win, and instead of just not lose, instead of losing, he pulls up just before the finishing line. Horrendous, look at this. Oh, I keep skipping. Let's go back one more time.
1: Let's go, Chabelle!
2: Let's go, Chabelle!
0: Who's that person in the background? Basically, who's who's, who's that? Who's that? Let's go, Who's that? Let's oh. go, <laughs> This guy, man. And then the best bit is this. Because I feel like that that could be a logo that could that could replace like you put that on a T-shirt or a hat, replace the fucking NBA logo of the person jumping, and replace this with this kind of pose. That could fucking work. That could honestly work as a pose. That fucking silhouette of this bent over that could literally work as a little as a as a, on a snapback on a fucking hoodie on a T-shirt. That's a fucking legendary logo. <laughs> oh fucking you anyways let's move on quickly let's go to this uh, let's see this what is this one not that, that one let's move what are you gonna say in the chat um he thinks use of alcoholism and burgers and diets coke won't affect his athleticism after he reaches 40 exactly Assad trisha g says i'm surprised he didn't say his big dick <laughs> exactly that's oh my god trish that's actually a very good point i'm actually surprised he didn't mention something about oh the big dick his piece, all this stuff in it this race that's actually a really good point my dick was flapping in the wind it was slowing me down i need to tie it down or something like true um anyway let's continue this one's the best one right because brendan now is kind of playing into the whole um Jorge Masvidal proposing him to fight Derek Lewis bare knuckle MMA style and he's fight promotion he's now playing into it obviously for the clicks and shit and because it's become his own little story but there are some people out there who generally want him to fight Derek Lewis because they want to see him get starched again I'm not one of those people I don't want to see Brendan get starched but a part of me also wants to see him fight Derek Lewis just because he legitimately, I feel like if you t- asked him in secret, I feel like he would say he thinks he could beat Derrick Lewis. Like legitimately. He's been out of the UFC for forever for long. Um, you know, his grappling and wrestling was never super high level anyway. And I think he honestly does think if you were to ask him with no cameras around, he honestly definitely does think he could beat him. So a part of me would want him to face Derrick Lewis just so he could be reminded that there's levels to this shit. Right? But, you know in terms of being a nice person i don't want to see him get into an octagon with a guy who just fucking you know took the teeth out of some dude the other day i mean this is at the top of his game i don't want to see that but when he lies the way he does in this clip it makes you think this is the reason why people don't like you man as the title says this is the reason why people don't like you brother like why lie about the entire thing when it's all on camera recorded and i'm not too sure again where i stand with this stuff is Brendan lying or is he so redacted he leg- legitimately has the memory of a goldfish and he doesn't remember what he said the other day? Or he doesn't remember what actually happened? And he just kind of reinterprets it and re-kind of writes it in his head at all times. Like, what's going on here? Because the way he's describing what happened and what
2: actually happened is crazy. Dogs. But then recently he's trying to he was trying to get – when you take a fight, and then he even called my manager. I was like, hey, hey, bud. Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, he was talking about it on the podcast. So he, he is did. serious. He is serious about it, you, it you fighting bare a, knuckle MMA. Start off as a joke uh, when Jorge came on and Jorge's like, well, we want to offer you a fight. I'm like, you, you, it's not happening, dude. And we we're just joking around. I was like, I'll fight another comedian. I'll fight Louis C.K. or Tim Dillon, like joking around, right? <laughs> And he's like, no. He's like, Derek Lewis, is a free agent. And Brian's like, oh, Derek Lewis. I'm like, I'm not. Are you out of your fucking bare knuckle with Derek Lewis? Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm like, you got this, bro. You got no, this. No, you need to distract my, my opponent. I do, the free agents, I'm sure it's fuck not fighting Verdum or JDS, bro. No, <laughs> no, no. You no, can no, keep that, that, that dude. I heard Derek let's Lewis is a free agent, too. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Let's find somebody But, but you, but you allow grappling and everything. Uh, it's MMA. Come on, bro. Uh, it's MMA. You I wouldn't say no to Derek Lewis if I can grapple. Woo. Way what my, the fuck? Derek Lewis debut in my promotion versus Brandon Shaw. You Come
1: great, on, man! You know would, do hey, You Derek understand Lewis? that people's heads are just fucking are you exploding?
0: So he actually is the one who said he could actually do it. You see, like he way he describes the story is fucking bizarre because what he actually said was very very different. Right, go back again one more time.
2: It distract my. Hold on, I do, the free agents. I'm sure it's fucking not fighting Verdoomer JDS, bro. No, no, you no. You can that, keep that, ah, dude. Fine. I, I heard Derek Lewis somebody. is a free agent too. Oh, that's ah. right. Yeah, let's find but, somebody. But, you, for but, you, but fight. you allow grappling and everything. Uh, it's MMA. Come on, bro. Uh, it's MMA. You I wouldn't say no to Derek Lewis if I can grapple. Ooh. No Wait. What my, the my fuck? Derek Lewis debut in my promotion versus Brandon Shaw. You come great, on, man.
0: people Do you understand that people's? he actually like don't get me wrong it would be fucking incredible if he did fucking knock out Derek lewis imagine he would he would fucking break the internet if he came back after being out of the sport for however many years he's been out of it right 10 years eight years whatever it's been and in the first fight he does fight he ends up fucking flatlining Derek lewis just imagine how much the internet would be fucking in fucking in uproar if that happened that'd be fucking incredible I'd love to see it. I'd fucking love to see it. What are you guys saying in the chat? He changed his tone because Joe said he bet on Derek. So Papa agrees exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, BJ was saying he about to—he's he's about to not be able to pay his employees for four months. So maybe that's the reason his fight talks. Oh, yeah, true. Uche putting together the fucking joining the dots. Yeah, I like that. That's actually a good point. That's actually a good point. Nate got 500,000 to fight Paul got 2.2 million yeah we saw that already when the thing but I think they're saying it might be more but let's know we don't know Um yeah Brendan is a mad guy man but I think that delusion I like how that delusion he has in life is just ext- no the delusion he has in comedy extends to every part of his life Do you know what I mean, he generally believes these things like and that's the thing the thing I'm thinking that's really interesting about Brendan with his fight thing is that he's not even one of those like fighters who like like GSP still trains now right or other people who've maybe retired recently. They're still in the gym. They're still maybe hitting mitts and shit. Brendan does nothing. Like, you know, maybe he doesn't like the sport anymore, but he does zero. He doesn't roll. He doesn't, you know, he's not out there grappling. He's not taking part in grappling competitions or wrestling competitions. He's not doing anything. He just completely quit. So once he was out of the UFC, he didn't do anything else. So for him to think he can go from that to going back into the UFC or doing MMA after filling his body up with fucking food truck diary stuff and you know whiskey it'd actually be it'd actually be way more of an embarrassment to Derek Lewis if he actually let Brendan beat him that's actually the thing Derek Lewis has probably more to lose you know think about it everybody expects Derek Lewis to starch Brendan but Derek Lewis has a lot to lose if Brendan takes him in the deep waters for instance and does actually have really good grappling and subs him or something it would make Derek look horrible if this guy just was, who's been podcasting for all these years, just got up and decided to train for a couple of months and then tapped him, that would be so embarrassing for Derrick Lewis. So maybe he doesn't do it because of that. He's got too much to lose, you know. Um, what are you guys saying? Uh, North Street is saying I don't think Shaw has it in him to train for the fight anymore, like to fully commit. Maybe I'm wrong though. It's a pro athlete. Muscle memory is a thing. You no, know, it's definitely is a thing. But I also believe. I also agree with you. I just don't think. Brendan, again, being a fan of the pod from early and understanding kind of how Brendan is a little bit, I always got the impression he never ever wanted to fight. He just ended up fighting in UFC because the NFL dream didn't work out, and he always said how much it crushed him. He didn't get, he didn't become a pro because all his friends were pro. It was something that he was looking to do since he was a kid, and it never worked out. But then, because the UFC was so new at the time, he was able to to kind of you know, maybe jump a few steps because he had a good athletic base from playing football all those years and lacrosse and all that, whatever shit he used to play. And back then the skill level wasn't as high as it is now. So you could get by with just pure athleticism and size and shit, which he obviously had. And obviously the heavyweight division has always been kind of, you know, thin on the ground in terms of bodies. So it made sense why he was able to kind of, you know, prosper in that regard. But he never, ever liked fighting, I don't think. I don't think Brendan's a violent guy the same way that maybe other people maybe think he is. So it's not surprising that when he did quit, he quit. He completely turned his back on everything. He didn't go back and train, which is what makes it really funny that he got that black belt recently because his kid thought he he had a black belt, so he went to his old gym and just got a black belt. Like, it's just odd. But he doesn't roll, doesn't do anything. So I'm not surprised because, you know, he never really strikes me as somebody that actually enjoyed fighting. So you know to suddenly now even when you are in dire straits and you need the money to suddenly now go into a camp of like six weeks more to fight fucking the black beast is like that doesn't make any sense you know that's that's, that's very very crazy but i could be wrong who knows maybe he does actually need the money he does it um approaches a show sure. yeah showbacks sure like he's a he's a damian Meyer or something with the grappling yeah exactly 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 <laughs> Maya. Um, uh, the watcher says i love derek lewis i was waiting for him to lose because he's been on a losing streak him winning saved me from depression for like two days if brendan somehow catches him cares. exactly people love derek lewis i love him too i think everybody went in to win the last fight we didn't think it was going to win it that way so imagine if brendan does actually end up catching him <clears throat> with a fucking you know with a massive looping over and right or he, he manages to get his back somehow like everyone will be crying Everybody would be crying online. Um, Derek would never lose, never. Wolfgang, fair enough. Uh, Assad says, remember his story about watching UFC of his dad and being his dream since he was a kid. (laughs) Honestly, it's incredible because I'm sure if you wanted to, I don't have the time and I'm not bothered to do it, but I'm sure if you did have the time and you were bothered, you could go into the archives of the original TFAT-K and you could find episodes of Brendan really talking down on like fighting like acting like saying like I remember even maybe before certain fight cards when he used to shave his head before he fought and stuff you'd see him like he used to sound really depressed he never used to look forward to his fights so he never liked it from the beginning it was just like a paycheck to, it's just something to do right it's a paycheck so for him to suddenly then get on stage on this is what on this is not happening or the oh, average that show that fucking Ari did whatever it's called this is not happening and then paint this whole story that it was always his dream to be a champion in the UFC, it's fucking insane like, I love it I love how often he does that where he just kind of rewrites his own history in real time it's fucking great man, I'm not gonna lie it's one of my favourite things that he does (laughs) I always wanted to be that person always Um, moving on actually yep, I've got to go soon unfortunately, make sure that you are smashing the fucking stream like button for me if you are enjoying the show please that would be much appreciated. Let me know that you're here. Let me know that you're loving it. Let me know that you're not loving it. Either way, make sure you're hitting that button for the engagement. That would be greatly appreciated. Let's watch a couple more. Um, let's see. What should we watch here? Yeah, let's go this one. Uh, bear with me a second as I load it. This is one. If there's one thing Bappa needs, is more vices. I, feel, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. This is a good one because this is always coming. Brendan went to fucking Joe Rogan's fucking podcast, they started smelling bath salts, oh it's not bath salts sorry, smelling salts because that's Rogan's new thing now, to stay awake for comedy and for podcasts and shit, and then I guess Brendan saw him doing it and now all of a sudden Brendan Shorb is the fucking you know, uh, what's it called? He's now the smelling salts guy so he came back on the Shorb show and did and kind of spoke about it in glowing terms let me see I play the video here this is a pretty cringy video, I'm not going to lie but it does make a lot of sense in it. Brendan is the person that just ingests everything. So let's see what he says here about the smelling salts.
2: Oh, I'd watch it all day. Yeah. But so the sm- the salts. I saw you doing The taking it. Oh, and also
0: Chin has got a boner. This is this feels like the same this feels like the same thing happened when Chin found out about Kratom. I think did he no, did he find out about Kratom from Brendan? Or something, I don't know. When when Chin was talking about Kraton for the first time on the podcast, especially on Fire and the Kid, you got the feeling that he was going to get addicted to it. Now I think he does kratom every day. So I think it's the same thing for these spelling salts. You're going to see fucking Chin do a vlog of spelling salts very soon.
2: Juju he, Mufu, I think Juju Mufu's, I don't know. He Mufu sent me a bunch, I love it. But
0: And also, so let's stop the clip again. But of course Brennan would say that. Of course he would slip in the name drop of Juju Mufu and maybe because he's the only one that makes them. Who knows? But also the fact that he sent him some personally. So between him going to Texas and coming back home, Juju managed to f- overnight ship a packages of fucking swelling salts directly to Brennan's house. And he name-dropped it in an instant. He didn't even try and say, yeah, I've got some. I'll bring you some in. He, like being modest and humble. No. Name-drop instantly. Instant name-drop. It's almost like magic the way he does it.
2: But I mean, so does it affect? Because remember, we hit, we did this the one Chip challenge where it affects you like crazy and it's hardcore. No, this is it, it. It hits you like a fucking ton of bricks, and then it's just you're awake. And I my sinuses were cleared. I could breathe. He sent some to the crib. Juju, you should bring it here. Though. I'm we going to. Juju sent to me. I'm bringing some to the crib because I was like, oh, I want more. I did uh, two or three times at Rogan's. He's like, you shouldn't do it too many times. I'm like, well, shut your mouth. <laughs> I loved it. That'd be awesome. Let's all try. Yeah, I loved it. It's so intense. It it burnt like I have no idea what it's like. You know, like a wasabi, like yeah, when, when that it's an intense wasabi, it's just like boom. Yeah, it's nose. like that. But it goes away quick. I like that. That it goes away quick. I was so bored during the you no know, shade on Cory Sandy. I was so bored during that fight, and I was, you know, I didn't sleep much, and then we were drinking, I was tired. I'm like, give me some of that smelling salt <laughs> to wake me up for this Jake Paul fight, and I was cronked, dude. And it doesn't affect you for the rest of the day? Just No. Time. It's a quick hit, like 10 seconds. Dude, let's do it here. And then you're awake. You're, I, I've never breathed better in my life. <laughs> <That's> even, <laughs> I, I was like focused. I loved it.
0: <laughs> the guy that nearly destroyed all his teeth because of the amount of nicotine pouches he put in his mouth is now suddenly going to be Mr. Smelling Salts guy. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And I love the little this but not a diss by saying that Corey Sanderhagen's fight was so boring, he needed to take the smelling salts. Like, you gotta love this guy, innit? Like, always a beast of a guy. Exactly, like said he'll be doing poppers by next week. <laughs> if he just crackers, but burn. wasabi burns like a motherfucker, exactly. 40 years old and just getting into drugs and substances, exactly. <laughs> 40 years old with two kids, one more on the way, and he's discovering all these things he should be ingesting and taking. It's fucking embarrassing, man. Uh, was it? Uh, just do some cocoa cat, you fucking dorks. Exactly, yes. <laughs> exactly. Dun dun da. smelling salts, addies, whiskey, the Baptist people. <laughs> oh, honestly, man. Well, honestly, if he discovers crackers game over. Yo, it's just a funny dude, isn't it? He's a funny dude, of course. But I just love the name dropping. Don't you love the the subtle name dropping? He sent some to the crib. He sent me some. Like, why didn't you get him to send it to the office? Why didn't you send it to the office? Why would you send him to the crib directly? Overnight, in like two days, between you going to Rogan and coming back, like, you suddenly got a whole package full of smelling salts. Like, and then he DM'd you, right? He DM'd you. He sent them to you. Like, come on, man all right maybe he did i'm just saying it's just it's funny that he runs to name dropping so quickly he doesn't even try to like be somewhat humble modest whatever it doesn't exist it's like yeah straight away yeah he sent me some directly to my house i got them to my crib chin you should bring them here you should bring them here (laughs) one more time
2: It all day. Yeah. But so the small the salts. I saw you doing the taking it. Juju you, mu I think juju mufus. I don't know. He sent me is. a bunch. I love it. But I mean, so does it affect because remember we hit we did this the one chip challenge where it affects you like crazy and it's hardcore? No, this, this is it it, it it hits you like a fucking ton of bricks, and then it's just you're awake. And I my sinuses were cleared, I could breathe. He sent some to the crib. Juju, you should bring it here. Then. I'm we going to. Juju and. sent to me. I'm bringing some in the crib because I was like, "Oh, I want more." I did uh, two or three times at Rogan's. He's like, "You shouldn't do it too many times." I'm like, well, shut your, your mouth. <laughs> I loved it. That'd be awesome. Let's all yeah, try. I it. loved it. It's so intense. It it burnt like I have no idea. You not like a wasabi like yeah. When, it, when that it's an intense wasabi, It's just like, boom. Yeah, it's nose. like that. But it goes away quick. I like that. That it goes away quick. I was so bored during the you No know, Shade on Corey Sandy. I was so bored during that fight, and I was, you know, I didn't sleep much. And then we were drinking, I was tired. I'm like, give me some of that smell and salt to wake me up for this Jake Paul fight. And I was crunk, dude. And it doesn't affect you for the rest of the day. Just no, a time. it's a quick hit, like 10 seconds. Dude, let's do it here. And then you're awake. You know, I, I've never breathed better in my life. <laughs> That's even I, I was like, focused. I loved it.
0: <laughs> Look at his little face. Honestly, man, bless the guy, man. He fucking loves it. <laughs> no shade. Oh, fucking hell, man. Honestly, if Joe said exactly, exactly Z, exactly Z, if Joe said eating your own crap is a new thing, he'd do it. Of course, 100%. It's like that skit, that little bit that Chris said about um, Brendan and Joe about what they would do absolutely anything. It's very, very true. Um, with I think it was Sasso. It's a really funny one, actually. um Brandon's dumb, dumb guy. What a dummy! Let's <laughs> ten more years every day monetize it. Yeah, big up Wuhan Institute of Virology. Brandon's a dumb, dumb guy. What a dummy! Let's make fun of him for ten more years, every day monetize it. Yeah, mate. We might as well, man. We're on the spinning ball for a short amount of time. If we're gonna monetize, laughing at somebody, then Brandon's a good fucking option. I think. Good for the soul, good for the wallet. Um Nunya says, man, Brendan's alright, honestly. He's no worse than any other motherfucker that's been gripped by this life. Sure he's sued unique, but bro, there's so much worse guys than Brendan in this space, if we're honest. Yeah, probably, but I don't know. I have got I've got limited bandwidth in it. I only know of him really, so I'll just focus on that for to be honest. I don't really know of any, but I'm sure there are many others that are about there, but I don't have. There's not. There's not much space in my RAM for low cows. I've already got wings. I've got fucking Brendan. I've got DSP. Who else are my low cows? That's basically it. That's basically all my low cow space. I was list. I was. I was on the whole merch thing for a bit, but that guy's just. You know, it's just perfect. It's just not really my thing. It's too degenerative. It's too degenerate esque vibe. Those type of dudes. But yeah, I've kind of gone off of that anyways that is where I have to kind of end it for you guys right now it is like I said it's going to be a quick one about do a long one another time go through some more bits I think they're going to do they're going to do a show soon isn't it. so I'll be able to go over some bits of that if there's anything worthy of speaking about I'll do that on that one so I'll leave you guys for now but thank you for tuning in as per usual random show episode I think number 134 innit I think it's 134 yeah it is 134 so thank you for tuning in if you're just arrived or if you're here still please make sure you like the stream for me before you leave that'd be greatly appreciated please um but yeah man like the stream all that good stuff that'd be appreciated and yeah man um it's been a great time seeing you here again and i'll see you all again very very soon right very soon i'll see you all again so big up everybody thank you for hanging out and i'll be back again very very soon um make sure you like the stream before you leave like 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 thank you josie appreciate you thank you sour thank you ricky bobby crash big up mk big up sour um big up Tricia, of course big up uche my g big up you um who else is here uh big up casey who else I see here? KP already mentioned. Jesse L, I see you as well. Big up you. Big up Dun Dutton. Big up you as always. The Watcher. Big up Asad Aziz again. Big up you. Um, um Stinger Good. I was here earlier. Big up you. And uh, Wolfgang Rittner. Big up you as well. Good to see you, my friend. And Bird on the Wire. Many of you here on the list. Jose Otero. Big up everybody that was hanging in there. I appreciate all of you for hanging. And I'll see you all again very soon.